Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. Well, I think I've gotten rid of most of my technical issues for the show. Um, I've got uh, uh, something that seems to be helping is I just don't move the computer anymore. Usually I'd shuffle it around and sort of make sure the mic cords were all nice. I do all that before the show starts. Now I'm just going to leave everything alone. And uh, if, uh, if everything goes well, then uh, I should keep broadcasting for the next uh, couple of hours here. And this is going to be an interesting day because I haven't done this for a while. Normally I'll have you know, either a WEBY classic interview or I'll have guests or I'll have something, something else planned. I don't usually have two empty hours in a row because I get real tired of talking <laughs> and I'm sure you get real tired of listening to just me, uh, even when I play some other stuff. But I got, I got a lot of things to play. I got stuff I have here. I have stuff I have to redo. I have, I have stuff I haven't covered for a while. I even play with some of my old uh, uh, Santa Rosa Volunteers pieces. Some of them are pretty uh, appropriate, like sedition laws uh, and stuff. Um, there's a lot going on. We've got uh, uh, Diane Warner is going to do the election integrity report at nine o'clock. It's uh, seven o'clock now. And so other than that, I've got plenty of time uh, to chat. So if anybody wants to engage in, in pretty much anything uh, about Action Radio, uh, we've got our, our uh, uh, four year anniversary coming up uh, a week Saturday. So December 24th is, uh, yeah, I actually started this Christmas Eve, <laughs> you know, in 2018. So 2022 will be four years of Action Radio on Talk Radio, plus another year and four months on WBY before that. So this is, this is kind of cool. We're getting there, but uh, I, I've never faced the opposition that I'm facing now. Um, blog Talk a couple of years ago before COVID, actually three years ago. So 2019 uh, was a great year for Action Radio. We were, things were, were growing. We had thousands, literally thousands. Of, of views every time I post a show on our, our Facebook page, Action Radio with Greg Penglos. Now it's it's way it's it, we are so suppressed I can't. Uh, this show should be, you know, I, I'd say at least a million listeners by now. And I know that sounds arrogant to kind of talk about that, but when you think about the fact that we're it, we're the only one of our kind. We're the only show, still, which is kind of nice. Uh, but we're st- we're the only show that actually has a citizen legislature that is proposing solutions on a daily, twenty four seven basis fix the problems that we have every other show nationally worldwide they're all doing the same thing they're reporting things that have already happened and they're complaining that's it and we're not we're looking ahead saying well here's the solution here's how you fix this here's how you deal with this problem and i'm running into um, a kind of a psychological barrier it's not just the big tech censoring us i mean we, we could get around that that's that's what's really that's that's the biggest problem. Uh, but the, well, that's that's the big problem. But there's actually a bigger problem uh, that the people aren't you know folks aren't willing to get around that. I mean that's what we're facing right now. So big tech is censoring me horribly. Uh, they've got algorithms that block all my shows, all my posts, all my 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 many groups. I've got twenty maybe twenty two groups at this point that are all specialty groups. The newest being Election Integrity, and um, uh, our Economics Project is new, and our Trump group is new. And so we've got a Trump twenty twenty four group. And so it doesn't matter, you know, what, you know, I, I can only, like I say, I'm only one person, um, but my one person is magnified by everybody else that, that believes in what we're doing and that wants to have a part in it and wants to be a resistor and wants to be a revolutionary, a, well, actually a peaceful revolutionary. I should always conclude that because that's really what this, this, this is the peaceful alternative to, to, to the rebellion that some of you folks are talking about. So stop talking about that. Right? You know, there's, a, there's another way uh, to, to fix the situation we have. We have a 
we have a government that is so arrogant, they think that they can pick their own government. So it's not a, it's, it's a government of the government, by the government, and for the government at the expense of the people. So we're kind of reversing Lincoln. You know, the Second Amendment has been reversed. Uh, the government gets all the guns they want and can do pretty much anything they want with them, and we can't. And we can't even defend ourselves from the tyrannical government. The whole purpose of the Second Amendment uh, is taken over by the government, and the states aren't protecting us. Uh, and the gun groups are only doing so much, but they're not overturning uh, the laws. They're not writing the new laws, and, and we are. Heritage, Cato, Hoover, all these huge think tanks and institutions with multi, multi-million dollar budgets every year are not producing legislation that will fix the problems. And we are on, on pretty much no budget at all. You know, but the thing is, we, we need those places because they're big and rich uh, and uh, to talk about our bills and they're simply not doing it. And, I, you know, uh, the gatekeepers, how do we get past the gatekeepers? So what we really need. In order, if you want your country back, uh, there are some very simple things that you can do. First thing you do, you share the shows and you share our bills. It's just that simple. It doesn't cost you anything except a little bit of time. You copy a link to a show, put it on your Facebook page. Uh, You copy a link to a bill, send it to your member of Congress, your senator, your state legislator, your local media, your state media, your national media, and and talk about it with all your talk shows. Now, we've got a new person, uh, Ron Edwards a talk show host that I was just made aware of recently. Uh, and we're talking. We're, we're going to be on each other's shows. And he's, he's definitely an, an activist, a conservative, mega you know, talk show host. But he'd be the perfect person to become an action host. And an action host is anybody that, that uh, presents bills to their audience and asks the audience to send the links in to, their, to other media and members of Congress, you know, the Senate, uh, other talk shows. Uh, I mean, exactly what I'm asking you to do. So when we get a network of talk show hosts, we're going to be in a lot better position um, to be uh, the action, you know, radio nation. And we're, gonna, we're changing talk radio into action radio because we don't have time for talk radio anymore. I'll tell you quite frankly, we do not have time for talk radio. Talk radio that does not act is a waste of time, uh, except for those that are breaking new stories, that are breaking new ground, that are, that are doing things. Uh, but even then, that's, that's of limited use because they're missing the other half. It's, it's, it's you know, it's only worth breaking the news if you're going to present a solution right after it. And that's what I call conservative news advocates. So if you're just a standard talk show host, you're your standard news reporter, that's, I mean, yes, that's good. It's good to get the information out. But it's not doing anything. Uh, I was listening to a call earlier um, that I think is posted on our uh, election integrity site, but I'm not sure, uh, or our legal site. But it's uh, Loy Brunson. And, and Loy, and I think there's like four brothers that are bringing a case before the Supreme Court. Diane and I are going to talk more about this later. I'll bring it up more in the second hour. But there's, there's a lot of things that are happening um, that are quite fascinating in terms of uh, doing, you know, making the government do what, what the government's supposed to do and actually you know, regulate itself uh, and kick out the tyrannical parts. And so the, the Brunson case, in, in the, the short form, wants to sue um, 385 members of Congress and the entire Brandon coup, which is the entire, you know, uh, executive office pretty much right now, um, you know, anybody that participated in the coup, uh, and kick them out permanently from government and remove them. And so this would be a massive change. This is the first decent thing I've seen, seen come of the Supreme Court since uh, uh, Clarence Thomas uh, corrected the Roe v. Wade decision. No, he didn't take a right away. So, let's, so the first thing that the conservatives need to do is start correcting the language of the left. They don't do that. They just say, you know, they'll say, well, the leftists, and that's how they characterize it. And then they play the, the clip of the leftist on conservative media. Well, how many times does conservative, the liberal media play clips of, of uh, you know, One American News or Newsweek or, or Newsmax or, or even Fox News? Probably not very often. 
Uh, and if they do, it's only the credit. Well, we to. so, but, but where's the solution? You know, I'll be, uh, I'm going to write, I'm going to try again, <laughs> you know, try to write Newsmax, try and write One American News. Uh, Fox News, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty much uh, a lost cause over there because of the, the leftist Rupert Murdoch uh, descendants that are, that are running the place now. But, you know, there's, there's hope with a couple of hosts. So I'll try again on Tucker and try again on uh, Maria Bartiromo and we'll see what happens. Anyway, um, if you want change in the news, then you have to write them and say, what's the solution? When are you going to start reporting the solutions? And, of course, a lot of times those solutions are us, Action Radio, and our, our citizen legislation. But I'd just rather have them get in the habit of starting to report solutions. It's very simple. You know, when they say uh, the inflation rate today, you picked up a point, is now, you know, 9%. The solution to that is to stop the government spending, to cancel all the COVID spending, and to cancel any new spending, and, you know, cut the, budget, cut the money supply back. That would stop inflation. But they don't do that. They just tell you inflation is rising. Okay. I don't know who they leave it to, to uh, tell about that, but that's what they need to start doing. Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere you know, because we're not offering solutions. And that's why I'm hoping to change media completely. But I need your help to change media because I am just one person. You know? But I have a lot of people that uh, I think feel the same way. And so I need all you persons who feel like this person to start doing things. And that means sharing shows, sharing bills. We also have uh, – I'm looking for sponsors. Okay, we definitely need some sponsors here. I need to increase the, the, the budget to do more of the things that I need to do, you know, to help you and help you. The whole, part, the whole purpose of this is to, is to uh, give you more freedom, you know, from government uh, and to write the laws that set us free. I don't know if you remember that line from uh, Sean Connery, uh, movie First Night. Great story, great adventure, great sword fights, battles the whole bit. But Sean Connery says, there are laws that, set, there are laws that enslave men and there are laws that set men free. Okay, so what, you know, we, we know the, the laws that enslave people come from and comes from government. The laws that set us free have to come from us. So that's a fundamental change in thinking. And it's time we make that fundamental change in thinking so that the laws that set us free, uh, we free them. <laughs> we have to free the laws to, that set us free uh, by getting them out there into the public, into the national debate, into the media, into the talk shows, into the Congress, into the state legislatures, into the local governments. The laws that set us free will never set us free if we don't set them free into the government. And the media, that's what has to happen. Otherwise, we'll never be free. And I, I don't want to you know, go to my grave never having lived as a free man. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to do that. So I want, you know, but I need all you, I have to drag all you with me. <laughs> okay. In other words, if we're going to be free, then we have to, uh, we have to do this together. Because the government's not going to set us free. Government wants tyranny. We already know that. The, the illegal government, and, you know, we've got the, the, the Marxist Democrats and the surrender rhino, you know, transgender Democrat party known as the Republicans, the gelding old party. They want control. They don't want freedom. They don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about national debt, 31 trillion and growing. They don't care about any of that because they've got their wealth and privilege and they see every day that, hey, we can get away with it. So let's keep doing it. They're like two-year-olds. They're like two-year-olds to get their hands in the cookie jar and they get away with the cookie. Well, they keep getting away with the cookie. We've we got to close the cookie jar. And the best way to do that is our constitutional amendment to take away the power of Congress to borrow money. Oh, great, they'll never pass that. Of course they'll never pass that. I'm not, you know, Congress is the last place that bill goes. The first place it goes is the people. The second place is the media. You know? and, 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 and third place it goes is, uh, is, is to Congress. Well, actually, the third place is this. the states have to pass um, a resolution demanding that Congress take up this bill. And the reason I'm saying the states have to pass a resolution and not a convention of states, I explained yesterday, a convention of states is terrible. It's very dangerous because once, you, once the gavel comes down on the convention of states, everything opens up and they can do whatever they want. They can say whatever they want. They can change all the rules. 
once the convention starts, there are no rules. A convention is completely wide open. That's why you don't want one. So my solution, there's two solutions to, to how to get that bill passed, how to get the con- Constitution uh, ratified as far as it goes with a uh, um, with, a, with a, an amendment to, to change the, uh, uh, the Constitution so Congress can't borrow any money. The, the good way would be for Congress to do it themselves. Uh, pass it by two-thirds of the House, send it to the states for ratification, and then it passes. That's not going to happen, <laughs> you know, because they're never going to limit themselves. Obviously, they don't. They want to be able to spend until they bankrupt the whole nation. I mean, that's, that's the course they're set on, and I don't see anybody trying to change that. They're, going to, they're voting on another huge bill Friday, tomorrow, uh, to make the situation worse, to increase inflation, to spend more money, to increase the money supply, to print more money, uh, and keep doing what they're doing, which obviously isn't working. I mean, how high does inflation have to get before people say, stop printing money? It's a good question, because, see, but most people don't know that that's the cause of inflation. They think it's um, something else. They think the, prices, the, the rising prices are the cause of inflation. No, pricing, the, the prices rising are a symptom of inflation. The cause is the government printing money to cover the bills that they're spending for money they don't have. That's the cause of inflation. And raising interest rates is not going to stop that. Well, I'll slow it down a little bit. I mean, you, you, you know, again, the accelerator and the brake. Inflation has two components. The accelerator, which is the government spending, borrowing, and printing of money. That's what generates inflation. And the break is, uh, is higher interest rates to reduce demand so people don't spend the money that's being printed. <laughs> okay. It's kind of crazy. Well, what happens when you stand on the accelerator and the brake? Well, you burn up all your fuel, you burn up all your tires, and you don't go anywhere. Well, that's what we're doing now. We're burning up the engine, the tires, anywhere because we're standing on the accelerator and the brake of, of the economy. Well, that's, that's insane. So because it's insane, <laughs> because the situation is insane, oh, by the way, to help us out here, givesendgo.com slash action radio. And so looking for sponsors, looking for uh, folks to uh, take part in us, givesendgo.com slash action radio. It's right there on your broadcast page. Second place is paypal.com slash paypalme slash action radio. Okay? So either of those places. PayPal is more for those the folks that want, to, um, that want to sponsor advertising. I'll make you a commercial. I'll make you a commercial that will air every day on Action Radio or three times a week or once a week, depending on what we all agree on. Uh, and I'll make you a YouTube of it so that you can share your commercial made by us uh, on media. Now, I don't know who else does that. I'll give you the commercial that, uh, that I make for you, and you can share it everywhere. Well, of course it has my name and Action Radio on it. I'm not stupid. <laughs> you know, but that's how that goes. So givesendgo.com slash Action Radio and paypal.com slash paypalme slash Action Radio. Uh, in fact, if you put Action Radio you know, online, you pretty much find everything, because I put that tag on literally everything. Every, every show has Action Radio. The title of the show today, Action Radio, Chaos Theory, Election Integrity, and Resetting the Great Reset. It's kind of an ambitious agenda for the show today, but that's okay. Uh, I think I can do it. So let's, I'm going to start playing uh, some of our, our, our things one at a time here, because I've got a lot that I want to cover. Uh, I got that on camera. That I got that. So I'm just going to play. Oh, I'll give you a uh, let's, let's get you in the mood with a little 1812 overture, and then I'll be right back.
Well, that's what I call bumper music. <laughs> this is great. All right. Uh, so my speaker sounds a little weak right now. I don't know whether, I'm, uh, again, it's, it's one of these questions. Am I still broadcasting? I assume so. But it's like the stereo drops off and it becomes mono. But I can't touch anything because every time I do that, the signal gets cut. So it's, uh, it's kind of weird, but uh, maybe I'll tempt fate and see what happens. All right, there we go. We've got a problem right now with uh, one of our groups. The group is private. I mean, you can find it online, but you can't join, you can't participate, and you can't see what we do because it's private. And the reason it's private, uh, as opposed to a public group, uh, is because if we make it public, then we're going to get a bunch of trolls. They'll put things on there that will get us canceled, and the group will go away. I already had that problem uh, before. Not that uh, the trolls post things, although some did. But uh, we had a group called the Action the, – actually, it was the Dr. Zelenko uh, Action Radio Coronavirus Clearinghouse. That was a wonderful group where Dr. Zelenko, the, the person that gave uh, Donald Trump uh, hydroxychloroquine and told him the virtues of it, that Peter Navarro made up some 80 million uh, tablets uh, available to the country, which would have stopped the, the, the COVID virus cold, which is why Dr. Fascist had to make sure that never happened because they wanted people sick enough and scared enough to promote their, their snake oil jab, you know, lethal and uh, injurious vaccine, uh, which is not a vaccine at all. It's a messenger RNA gene therapy jab that creates blood clots that kills people. <laughs> you know, I'll say it right out. I mean, that's what, that's what the jab does. It lowers your immunity. It creates blood clots uh, that get into your heart, that get into your brain, and it kills you. There was just somebody recently uh, that was killed, a younger person, uh, a sports person, uh, was, was killed. And so the, the last thing – well, let me, uh, let me go back to what's going on. So I, I post a study, and one of the members of the group posted a study, uh, international studies. One was Swedish. I think the other was German, uh, on the dangers of the snake oil jab. Snake oil gene jab. I've got to find one name for it. I'll, I'll settle on it at some point, but I don't have one yet. Anyway, so uh, she posts, I post, and both of those were taken down by Facebook. Uh, so you can't post that. That's false information. These are studies. These are medical studies. These are the same people that say follow the science, right? <laughs> well, we did. We did follow the science. We published the studies. You know, I published a study by Dr. Didier Raoult back in uh, February of 2020 saying that hydroxychloroquine, actually chloroquine at that point, later hydroxychloroquine kills COVID. Well, apparently, according to them, it's fake news, but not to the people. Find out what's what's uh, you know what's what's real and what's what's fake when it comes to uh, COVID medicine. Talk to people that are alive today because of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and and note the people that have died because of remdesivir and ventilators. Okay, I mean, it's pretty easy to tell. So you don't have to follow science; you just have to follow the living. Okay, so follow the living. There's, there's no, so, you know, the, the, these people say follow the science. Okay, well let's follow the science, and, and then we're, we're going to follow the living. Well, if you follow the living, you're, you're going to end up with people that were treated with, uh, you know, vitamin C, vitamin D3, uh, azithromycin for uh, uh, pneumonia, uh, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, uh, various oxygen, you know, various other things that we've talked about on the show. Everything but the Remdesivir ventilator death march. So the, the, three, the three strikes you're out uh, from the CDC and Dr. Fascist. Uh, you all know who Dr. Fascist is, uh, my new listeners, Okay. So he's the genocidal, psychopathic, avaricious, narcissistic, uh, pathologically lying vaccine drug pusher, Dr. Fascist. Okay? So Dr. Fascist, uh, who is not an immunologist, runs the immune, immune department of the National Institute for Health. Okay? He has a basic medical degree. He hasn't treated a patient in, uh, I don't know if he's ever treated a patient. I wonder if he's ever had it. I mean, uh, it be interesting to see how many patients he's lost. Okay, I'm not I'm not talking about uh, AZT and the AIDS uh, epidemic uh, or the uh, the remdesivir ventilator. Actually, it's the no treatment remdesivir ventilator death march. First thing they say is don't treat it. Okay, go home, get sicker. Go. That was this is standard COVID treatment, right? From from the uh, from the 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 Center for Death Control. 
<laughs> Center for Death Control. That's the CDC. So the Center for Death Control says, go home, don't get early treatment until you're so sick early treatments won't work. Then go to the hospital and get a failed Ebola drug that's guaranteed to give you kidney failure. Uh, and that's going to fill your lungs with fluid, at which point you go on a ventilator that's the wrong treatment uh, and it'll kill you. That's, that's what the CDC is recommending for COVID. In fact, anything else they're calling fake news. And we've been talking about this since the beginning, you know, since that very first study when I read Dr. Slanko and Dr. Raul, and I actually followed the science because they did, you know, and the science is what works, what keeps people alive. Well, you know, we're in this incredulous age where people would rather die than, uh, you know, than admit that uh, they're doing something other than what the CDC tells them. So, so conformity equals death, right? So you conform, you don't resist, you conform. You, you take standard knowledge, you, you do what you're told to do, and you're going to die, most likely, from one source or another. You know, well, not, you're, not, you're not going to die. That, that's, that's, that's hyperbole. That's, that's not accurate. Um, but uh, we know that the, the jab kills people. We know that lack of early treatment kills people. We know that remdesivir kills people. We know that ventilators kill people. Okay? So why would you do any of those things? Why wouldn't you take early treatment uh, and live? You know, why wouldn't you uh, be like 99% of the people that aren't affected by COVID except maybe mild to moderate symptoms? Like a flu bug. You don't get a ventilator for the flu. (laughs) And and for the the older folks that really need special care and treatment, the other one wants to do it. But the vaccine's not the thing you need. You need treatment. We're we're in a strange position in this country where people think that getting a disease is the worst thing in the world. Well, if you're getting a treatable disease, then your option is to treat it. Okay, if you're if you're getting a disease that your immune system can get over, then you, then let your immune system get over it. So why would you be so paranoid that you have to try to prevent ever getting this disease or virus or infection or whatever it is with a dangerous uh, substance, you know, a dangerous series of substances in what they're calling a vaccine, where you have no idea what it is, where where the jab in your arm is far more dangerous, most likely, than the actual virus itself. That doesn't make any sense. So follow the science. I mean, really follow science. See what's better, your immune system, early treatments, uh, different treatments in the, the, the Center for Death Control is recommending, or uh, what they are recommending. And if they're, what they're recommending is, is good, then go for it. But, but they're not. So getting back to where I originally started the story. So I have my um, vaccine uh, group, my vaccine project uh, on Facebook. Again, private group. That's to keep out those of you who want to sabotage it. Not you people who are listening, but the people that, you know, who are not listening. <laughs> we want to keep them out. Um, and so there's a study here I found. The Steve Kirsch, who's a great guy, K-I-R-S-H. Uh, Steve Kirsch has a great newsletter. I'm trying to get him on the show, but, you know, he's got a million followers. He's, he's too big for us right now, but uh, that's okay. Uh, in fact, I've sent him our bill. That'd be really nice if he wrote about our vaccine product liability bill and our ending of big tech censorship bill. That would be really nice, but it's not happening. So, you know, trying to change that. That's up to you folks again. Write Steve Kirsch and tell him you want him to report on Action Radio, citizen legislation on vaccine product liability and big tech censorship. And you know where the bills are. They're at writeyourlaws.com, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-E-U-R-L-A-W-S, writeyourlaws.com. Click on legislation, then go down and click on all proposed laws, and there they are, both of them. It's easy to find. Anyway, if you missed it, check the podcast. So Steve Kirsch in a a, a newsletter uh, six hours ago <laughs> said British MP, that is a member of Parliament, British MP calls for immediate halt of COVID vax in a 20 minute speech. I can't post this on my Facebook page because if I do, it's going to get taken down because it's true. 
Okay, so there's no truth on Facebook that's uh, uh, as far as COVID is concerned. They have to push the CDC, the Center for Death Control, uh, a line that'll keep uh, people buying the uh, the snake oil gene jab that they're calling a vaccine. So anything that gets in the way of their profits is labeled as a lie. It's really fascinating that uh, that, that that marketing has, has has supplanted truth. Anyway, let's uh, let's keep going with, the, with the, this thing that I can't post. In fact, this is what I do. Anything that uh, can't be posted, you want to call into the show with things that can't be posted, that would be a great feature. 215-383-3832. So the quote is here from Andrew Brigham, Member of Parliament for Northwest Leicestershire. Well, that would be Leicestershire. And let me do it in a British voice. So Andrew Brigham, Member of Parliament for Northwest Leicestershire. In fact, you can watch the full speech. It's got a link to that, and I can't post that speech either. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so it says, as the data, or is it, is it data in England, or is it data? It's probably data. As the data clearly shows to anyone who wants it, the messenger RNA vaccines are not safe, not effective, and not necessary. Hey, he agrees with me. I've been saying that for two years, right? He says, I implore the government to halt the use immediately. As I have demonstrated, and as the data, or data, clearly shows, the government's current policy on the messenger RNA vaccines that we know aren't vaccines, is on the wrong side of medical ethics, is on the wrong side of scientific data, and ultimately it will be on the wrong side of history. Yeah, yeah, good for you. Uh, two years late, but at least you're saying it. Okay. So one of the comments from Sharon Smith, finally a British member of parliament who is a real man standing up for the people and our babies and children speaking the truth. A brilliant speech. But what is he going to do about it? Okay. See, at Action Radio, we always ask the question, you know, you can have a great speech, but what are you going to do about it? Where, where's his bill in parliament to ban the vaccine? Snake oil jab, Gene. Where's his bill? You know, where's his call with Nigel Farage to write it? Call me, I'll write it. In fact, I might write. I might actually do that. Write a bill for for the British Parliament saying, "Here's your bill." So you can make a great speech and you can call for the end of it, but where's the bill? If you don't have a bill, there's no point because you're not offering a solution, which is where I started this whole conversation. I don't want you here not offering a solution. You know, the actually have. uh, Let me just check my my live chat. I should do that more often. And when I get a call screener. Uh, producer, I will be able to do more of that. But uh, I can't justify a call screener until I get more calls. Because uh, most of you listen on podcasts, you don't listen live. So if you start listening live and start calling, then I'll, then I'll have that, the call screener. I'll tell you, once we get our big break and uh, you know, we get our Trump endorsement and, and things start happening, yeah, then I'll need a call screener. Huh, big time. All right. So anyway, so where's the, so Andrew Brigham, uh, B-R-I-D-G-E-N, Brid, Brid, Bridgen, it's probably Bridgen, Andrew Bridgen. So Andrew Bridgen, if you want to do something serious, then, then put a bill before Parliament. You know, get it to us. Let's start lobbying it. Uh, how about if I write a bill of rights for England, like I worked with Jan Clark in Australia to write a bill of rights for Australia? I want to write a bill of rights for every country and tailor it to your country. So, so my principle is if I'm going to write a bill of rights for another country, I have to do it with a person of that country. That's just my rule. I will not uh, be arrogant enough to think that I can write a bill for another country. And I don't do that. Um, so I will... Anybody who's interested in writing a bill for their bill of rights for their country, feel free to contact me on live chat, Greg at writeyourlaws.com, uh, or just call the show, 215-383-3832. If you're outside the United States, call on, uh, on the Skype line through the internet, which is available there. I'll see your request to talk to me, and I'll get you the next day. That's how we do it. That's what Action Radio is all about. Anyway, the, the, the notice that I can't put on Facebook and have to read here on the show says it was delivered to a packed house. That's the speech, not a bill. It was delivered to a packed house of one member of the opposing party, uh, of one member of the opposing party. See the gentleman seated on the other. Okay, right. This is at 1632. That would be 432 for those of you who don't speak military. In, oh, that's 16 minutes. I'm sorry. It isn't the time. Uh, 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 take two. Correction. My bad. 
at the 16 minute 32 second mark in the video, uh, Bridget also talked about the cover up research linking messenger RNA jabs with heart inflammation. That would be myocarditis, pericarditis, right? By a prominent health authority uh, of the British Heart Foundation, the BHF, so that future pharma research funding would not be impacted. See, it's money. This is all about money. This is, this is you know, money for death. You know, remember the, the, the Dire Straits song, Money for Nothing, you know, Chicks for Free? You know, money for your death. But the treatments are, are uh, but the cures are almost free. <laughs> anyway, he says he asked the members of his research team to sign NDAs. I'm not sure what an NDA is. It's not defined here. He says, this is not illegal. It's how science is done today in the UK, that would be the United Kingdom, and other countries. The researcher's first priority is ensuring future funding, funding, not your safety. While truer words were never spoken. The whole point of the government, health, big pharma, fascist coalition is to ensure future funding. That's what it's all about. That's what the Remdesivir death is about. It's future funding. That's what the whole gene jab, the snake oil gene jab is about. It's about funding them. That's why they canceled hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. It's not because they didn't work. It's because they did work. And they couldn't have an emergency use authorization if an already approved drug worked. So they had to lie and say that it didn't work to get the emergency use authorization criminally in order to push something that most likely uh, uh, is going to do nothing. Uh, it's, gonna, it's either the, the best that can happen is it does nothing. The worst that it happens is it's going to kill you. But they don't care because there's money in your death. There's up to $130,000 per COVID death. And that goes from the PCR test. These are incentives that are paid from the government to the hospitals with your money. So you're paying for your own death by way of the government. And nobody's in jail for this? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and it's not called a medical holocaust? It's not called a bioweapon? It's a government fascist, big pharma coalition bioweapon that is, that is being put on the world by governments, by health people, and by big pharmaceutical companies. So what are you going to do about it? Okay? It's very simple. <laughs> Two bills. <laughs> One for vaccine product liability and the other for ending big tech censorship have to get in the public debate. They have to get in the next election for 2024. They have to get passed by Congress. And you have to make them pass it. Okay, the, 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 the nice time is over. Okay? Uh, if you want to get out of this situation, those two bills will do it. And you have to do it. You have to start sharing them. You have to get them in the public debate. You have to get them to other talk shows. You have to get them into Congress. You have to get them in the state legislatures. You have to get them to Governor DeSantis if you're in Florida. I mean, I'm doing my bit. I'm doing my best. Those two bills will cure the situation. It's just that simple. Vaccine product liability will allow for billions of dollars to be taken from big pharma uh, in, in lawsuits. Okay, so where's the National Trial Association? Where the National Trial Lawyers Association? I've certainly called them enough times. Hey, here's, the, here's another thing I don't understand. Billions of dollars, on top of the billions that would get in the, in the settlements, would go to the National Trial Lawyers Association if they simply started, uh, if, they, if they lobbied our bill, got it passed in Congress, and they could use it in trial. All right. If you could sue Big Pharma for a vaccine liability, there's probably trillions of dollars of lawsuit money available. Hopefully you'd bankrupt them and they start again as better companies, actually serving the public and, and, and uh, working with the science. So if you want to make Big Pharma Little Pharma, you need to get that bill out there. I mean, folks are trying. Judy Mikovits is trying. Brian Artis is trying. Uh, other folks are trying. You know, we're doing our best. Deborah Viglione here is trying. 
I'm certainly trying. <laughs> the people that have already sent the bill into talk shows uh, and uh, members of Congress are trying. When I say members of Congress, I mean senators and representatives. Anyway, so that's that story. So I'm going to uh, eliminate it from my, my little wheel here because, um, quite simply, uh, I've been told by Blog Talk that the fewer windows I have open, the better the show is going to be uh, in terms of, of quality. So I'm going to start playing you some things. Uh, and uh, I'll play one thing at a time. I've got so many articles here. Yeah, that's my actual work, talking for two hours by myself. I think I could do it. Uh, it'd be better if we had some calls. Um, but And, and uh, live chat, feel free to type in there. Let me see here. Let's kind of go through the order. I'll be back in a bit. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Panklos Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. And now for something completely different from Johann Sebastian Bach, a a cello concerto. This is what happens when you go to college and learn broadcasting, <laughs> broadcasting production. So I want to once again thank Ohlone College in Fremont, California, uh, for being nice enough to uh, take me as a, a 56-year-old uh, college student. Everybody else in the class was about 18 or 19, <laughs> and uh, uh, let me partake and actually be a college DJ. Yeah, KOHL Radio in uh, Fremont College, uh, Ohlone, excuse me, Ohlone College, Fremont, California. I was a DJ for KOHL. I still have the recordings. Maybe I'll. I'll uh, I'll put them through my Adobe Audition processing uh, and let you hear me as a college DJ. It's really kind of funny because all the kids have these 18, 19-year-old voices, and, they get a, and then I get on. You know, it's my turn, my shift, and it's like, now, uh, KOHL Radio, <laughs> the voice of maturity here. <laughs> it was really funny. 
Anyway, so the world we live in is chaotic. Uh, I think we all agree to that. It is completely uh, fractured uh, all over the place. We're living in a, uh, a time like, uh, this is like the 30s. It's like the 1930s. It's uh, about 90 years from then. But the 30s brought us uh, Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, Mao Zedong, uh, or Mao Zedong, I guess it is now, uh, Emperor Hirohito, uh, and later on other folks like Pol Pot and uh, Castro, uh, and some really horrible people throughout the 1900s. And now we have Maduro, or had Maduro. Is it Maduro still in Venezuela? I think it was uh, Hugo Chavez, and Hugo's gone. So uh, we've got Maduro and other folks, other dictators around the world, and they're trying, the globalists are trying to steal the, uh, uh, the nation of Brazil from their elected president. They've already stolen the United States from our elected president, Donald Trump. And so nothing is as it should be. Everything is backwards. The elites are in charge instead of the people. Everything's been reversed. The Second Amendment's been reversed. Uh, the Bill of Rights pretty much has been reversed. Free speech goes to government uh, to say whatever they want, and yet they control everybody else. You know, guns go to the government, and they can take everybody else's guns. Uh, due process goes to the government uh, for, for putting in a coup, but we can't use due process in the courts, or we don't get our due process rights. Uh, and so everything has been reversed. And so we need to reverse the reversal. And the way that I've, I have de- determined to do that and sort of dedicated you know, most of my life to uh, is citizen legislation. We write the laws that we consent to be governed by uh, and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. That's, that's, our, that's our slogan. That's our mission statement. That's what, that's what gets me up every morning, you know, is our mission statement. We, I, I should probably say it every show or, or make some nice little uh, – well, actually, it's in our, our, our my, what I call my surf promo, you know, the surf music, you know, uh, Action Radio, part of the ADHD radio network. <laughs> that's not a joke. I'm, I'm pretty much as ADHD as it gets. Anyway, so that's our mission statement. We, the people, uh, give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. That's it. That's it. That's all we need. We write the laws we consent to be governed by. It doesn't mean we're going to get them. You've got to go through the legislative process. And there's a good reason for that. All right? There's a lot of people, if we could you know, simply write the laws, uh, that, that would make us a, a democracy. If we simply write the laws that, uh, that we want, and what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to write a lot of stupid laws. You know, tax the rich at uh, 200%. <laughs> you know, I want their money. You know, and uh, I have a right, you know, they're going to say that uh, they're going to expand the Bill of Rights and say we have a right to health care, food, um, a guaranteed income, and, and the right to not do anything for our entire life. No. <laughs> the reason you have a legislature is to stop all that nonsense. But the good bills, you know, I like to think the ones we write here are the good bills. The ones that put product liability on vaccine makers, like you, you know, like your local, uh, you know, widget shop has, you know, or your local mechanic, you know, or your local, uh, you know, even your doctor through malpractice, except when it comes to COVID. But all the things that apply to everybody else uh, should apply to Congress, and they should apply to, uh, um, you know, the, the the banks and the government and everything else. Okay, so those are the good laws, as far as I'm concerned. Law, laws that what are good laws? Well, good laws are laws that guarantee equal protection. In other words, they, they apply to everybody equally. Uh, laws that uh, promote due process, which are all guaranteed anyway. Laws that increase our freedom. Uh, and laws that uh, do not either rein in special interests or, or certainly don't have a special interest involved. That, that uh, go for the general welfare clause, which means the general welfare promotes everybody equally. So we have to pr- promote freedom equally. They have to apply equally. They have to increase due process and freedom. And, and, and that's what makes good law. Those are the laws that I consent to. All right. And then again, when the government screws up, that's what juries are for. Juries are there 
to nullify laws that are unconstitutional, unfair, don't work, uh, award special interests, um, you know, privileges, award members of Congress and other members of government special privileges. Juries are there to nullify those laws. You know, and when the judge tells you you can't nullify a law, well, that's, that's the whole reason you need to know that you need to nullify the law, because the judge can't tell you that. Judges, judges really can't tell you anything. They work for the government. You know, the juries work for the people. So who's supreme in a court? The jury. The jury is the most supreme entity in any court. And it has to be that way. Otherwise, the people aren't supreme to the government. So anybody that, any government official that says the judge can tell you what to do and give you instructions and tell you you can't decide what the law is, is saying that the government is supreme over the people. Do what we say. Comply. Don't resist. Comply. Well, if you have to comply with government, then you're not a free people. All right? So it's very simple. So you resist by saying, no, judge, as I did in, front of, in open court. I've done this twice. You know, I was called for jury duty, and I got kicked off because I said, look, I'm, you know, there was, there was a fair market value case. Well, can you determine fair market value? I said, Your Honor, the fair market value is the person wants for their property. Well, he says to me, well, don't you believe in eminent domain? I said, no. <laughs> I don't believe in eminent domain. Well, it's in the Constitution. Well, it's wrong. We need to change that part. You can't take property from people you know, it's because the government wants to. Well, what about all the schools and the, and the bridges and the highways and things like that? I said, build around people. I said, figure another way to do it. <laughs> I said, especially, Judge, I wouldn't use uh, schools as, as a defi- as a, you know, considering the government education system as a complete failure. I wouldn't use that as an example of, of, uh, of, ta- of a good taking of somebody's property. Well, he didn't want to deal with me, so he said, you're excused. <laughs> that was my first one. Second one, and I've told this story before, too. Uh, when the judge uh, in front of the, the whole jury pool, it was like 200 of us, 200 of us in this room. This is in California where you think they respect individual rights, right? No. And the judge says, you are here to judge the facts of the case. I will tell you what the law is. I said, your honor. <laughs> yes. I said, that's not true. I said, I can read the law as well as you can <laughs> or something of that effect. I said, uh, uh, I, said I, wanted to, I, I have the right to determine the law uh, in the case whether the law is just and constitutional. He said, no, you don't. What, are you a lawyer? I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the people. I said, I'm supreme over you. Oh, that was really it. That was the fun part. So I, so I tell the judge, I said, we, the people, are supreme over you, the judge, because you work for the government and, and I represent the people. Therefore, I can determine whether the law is fair and just or constitutional. I said, I can read the Constitution as well as anybody. I said, so can everybody else here. We can all read the Constitution. And he says, you're dismissed. <laughs> Strike two. <laughs> let me go for a third one. I haven't been called for jury duty for a while. Maybe the word's out on me. All right. So let me get to the, yeah, I'm rambling a lot today because it's just me. So let's get to chaos theory. So I found this organization, this, this website, it's called Fractal Foundation. Fractals are smart, science, math, and art. So fractals, I'll, I'll get to what fractals are in a little bit, um, but chaos theory. So if you understand chaos theory, and I first heard of this with Jeff Goldblum. I remember Jurassic Park, it's one of my favorite films. No, for the monsters eating people, although, you know, <laughs> some of that was, was pretty gruesome and, and, and kind of funny, actually, because we know it's a movie, right? But what really was fascinating were, were two things that Jeff Goldblum said. One, when he says to Richard Attenborough, who unfortunately has passed on, but Richard, when he was there with Richard Attenborough, he said, uh, you, you, you only asked if you could, you never asked if you should. And that's where ethics comes in. So in other words, is it fair game to, uh, to take dino DNA and, and, replace, and throw in some frog DNA and, and create dinosaurs that uh, are not part of this, this world anymore, that were uh, selected out, that uh, whether the meteor took them out or whatever happened? You know, the, 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 the cold-blooded dinosaurs were not going to advance evolution uh, of, of, you know, of our planet. Okay, so when I speak of evolution, I'm talking about the evolution of thought, culture, music, history, art, science, things like that. The dinosaurs weren't going to do that. They're reptiles. Okay, they're reptiles with a reptile brain. 
Okay, so there's only so far they could advance. And look at the reptiles today, crocodiles, lizards, you know, snakes, things like that. I mean, they're very good at what they do, at, you know, killing and eating things. <laughs> okay, but they're not too good at philosophy. So the reptiles, you know, were selected out in terms of intelligent design, uh, and, and we people were selected um, to, have, to have the brains. Now, we're not using our brains a lot in terms of uh, advancing, you know, some people are advancing culture, science, history, literature, uh, art, music, things like that. But a whole lot of people aren't, you know, and so that's a lot of people are advancing government, power, tyranny, slavery, uh, extortion, uh, denial of rights, uh, denial of freedom, uh, extraction of our money through taxes, uh, doing all kinds of horrible things with it. So that's the bad side of humanity. That's the part we have to correct. So the second thing Jeff Goldblum said, and this is fascinating, uh, was when he described chaos theory. So in other words, if you, if you drop uh, a drop of water on the back of somebody's hand, which way is it going to go? Well, it can go any number of ways. The multiples are, are infinite as to where that drop of water is going to go. Every hair, every molecule, every piece of skin, every, every piece of dust, every, everything is going to have an impact on where that water goes. Well, government's the same way. We're in a chaos situation right now. Because the government has chosen the government, something they are, are not legally allowed to do. So we have an illegal government. What's an illegal government going to do? Well, it's going to act illegally. Everything they do, everything that has happened since January 20th when Brandon was installed in the White House as the resident, not president, the resident, has been illegal. He's not the commander-in-chief. Actually, no president's commander-in-chief until a war is declared, but the, I'll save that for another show. But he's not the commander-in-chief. He's, commander he's not the uh, none of his administration is legal. Nothing the Department of Justice does or the FBI does is legal. No enforcement action of any regulatory agency is legal. Nothing that happens is legal. Any bill that was signed is not legal. Any executive order that was issued is not legal because he's not the president. Okay? So they stole the government. We know they stole the government. The whole January 6th committee of Congress by the Democrat uh, insurrection is to maintain the stolen government. That's what it's all about. Why do you think they put all the Trump protesters... Uh, made them political prisoners and stuffed them in the gulag at uh, the D.C. to make sure that nobody else protests. Have you seen any big protests since January 6th? No. So it worked. <laughs> the, co the coup worked. The coup suppressed all dissent by putting a whole bunch of people unjustly, criminally, made them political prisoners and put them in the D.C. jail, denied them habeas corpus, every right you can think of, treating them like foreign combatants uh, and, and uh, basically abusing all their rights and torturing them. So these people are being tortured so that nobody else protests. That's what it's all about. They don't care about those people. They just want them in there to make sure that you don't protest. And have there been any protests? No. <laughs> See? Has the government challenged the, the coup? No. See? It worked. The coup was successful. You know, not only was uh, this is the first successful coup. You ever folks see the movie Seven Days in May? That's a great film, too. So that's Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster. Burt Lancaster plays a military general who wants to take over the country. All right? Douglas' job is to stop him. And I'm not going to tell you what happens, but it's really fascinating. But that, that movie was about a plot to overthrow the government, which is exactly what the Democrat Party and the Republican geldings did. They overthrew the government. We are under a coup. It's not legal. Yeah, I'm still broadcasting. Snipers come through the window yet. That's no, pretty cool. Okay, well, I'll keep broadcasting. Oh, by the way, if something happens to me as I make my periodic announcement, or you hear, you know, Greg Pengel has committed suicide, it's a bunch of BS. I, I've never been happier. I love this challenge. Anyway, if something happens to me, one of you has to pick up the baton and run with it, okay? So the idea of citizen legislation is out there. It's been, it's been done. It's been proven. The website works. Everything about it works, okay? So it's only a matter of someone else picking up the ball, you know, when, when my time is done. Hopefully not for, for a bunch of years because I'm kind of having fun here. <clears throat> you know, 20, 30 years, I think I might be done. You know, I'll be happy to pass the baton and go live on a cruise ship. Until that time, uh, hopefully I'll be behind this microphone doing what I do best, which is, you know, rambling incoherently. All right. 
So what is chaos theory? Chaos is the science of surprises. This is from the article, okay? Uh, fractal Foundation, fractals are smart, science, math, and art. Which is kind of cool. Anyway, uh, so chaos is trying to predict the unpredictable. So let me just describe what it is, and you'll see how much this applies to our current situation. Chaos is the science of surprises, of the nonlinear and the unpredictable. It teaches us to expect the unexpected. <laughs> I do that every day on this show. Uh, while most traditional science deals with supposedly predictable phenomena like gravity, electricity, or chemical reactions. Chaos theory deals with nonlinear things that are effectively impossible to predict or control. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> like turbulence, weather, the stock market, our, our brain states, and so on. Yeah, and action radio legislation. Let's put that in there, too. These phenomena, back to the article, are often described by fractal mathematics, which captures the infinite complexity of nature. Yeah, so, so they're, predicting, they're trying to say they're predicting the unpredictable uh, using fractals. Uh, to in the, If the complexity is infinite, then you can't predict it. So chaos theory in itself is almost self-defeating. Because what it says is that uh, the system of the earth is so predictable, uh, so unpredictable that it cannot be predicted. So the theory is actually the theory of unpredictability, that it cannot be predicted, but we're going to try and do it anyway. Really, it's an interesting concept. Uh, this is where I mean, I need mean Matt Feebig, <laughs> you know, my, my, in the philosophy report. I'll send this to Matt. Matt, if you're listening, call in 215-383-3832. Back to the article. Many natural objects exhibit fractal properties, including landscapes, clouds, trees, organs, rivers, etc., and many of the systems in which we live exhibit complex, chaotic behavior. My life story, <laughs> probably everybody's life story. Is your life story normal and sequential or is it chaotic? See? Back to the article. Recognizing the chaotic, fractal nature of our world can world can new insight, powers, and wisdom. For example, by understanding the complex, chaotic dynamics of the atmosphere, a balloon pilot can steer a balloon to a desired location. By understanding that our ecosystems, our social systems, and our, economic system, and our economic systems are interconnected, we can hope to avoid actions which may end up being detrimental to our long-term well-being. You know, cause and effect, okay? Uh, and I'll get to the butterfly and the hurricane theory in just a minute. But what is interesting, the, the part here where it says, uh, you know, the dynamics of an atmosphere, a balloon pilot can steer a balloon to a desired location. See, chaos theory is why chemtrails don't work. Because all you folks that believe in chemtrails, they don't work. That theory, it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense to put chemicals into the atmosphere when the atmosphere operates under chaos theory, unpredictability, uh, rising and falling air currents, turbulence, different layers, stratosphere, uh, ionosphere, troposphere, uh, all those different uh, spheres, uh, biosphere, all, all the different spheres of the atmosphere. The atmosphere has several different layers, okay? All operating at different temperatures, pressures, uh, gravity pull, and, uh, and under ridiculously high winds uh, like jet streams. Okay, so because of that, anything that goes into the atmosphere is going to get broken up, separated, and spread all over the world. Well, if you're putting a, a biochemical chemtrail into the atmosphere, it's going to eventually spread worldwide. There's going to be no, going to go everywhere and dilute it so much that it probably won't have an effect. So if you had enough of it uh, to affect everybody in the, in the atmosphere, uh, everybody in the world, it would affect the, the, the global elites that want it only for certain people. So that would defeat the purpose. That's why I think chemtrails are a bunch of nonsense. Okay, the other, I read somewhere else, you put things in the water system. Well, the water, what, what happens to water? Well, I mean, if it goes to a reservoir directly to people, yeah, that's going to affect people. But even then, that water is going to go through temperature and pressure and flows and, and different places and leaky pipes. And, uh, you know, it's going to get in the water table. It's going to go through the soil, through aquifers. It's going to go to the ocean. It's going to evaporate. It's going to come down as rain. It's going to go through the land. It's going to, to uh, you know, uh, submerge into the earth and go through the aquifers and back out of the ocean and back into the atmosphere and away it goes. 
So putting stuff in the water is not going to, you know, make that much of a difference. So the best way to ensure a bioweapon is to make people in cells voluntarily, to give up their arm. That's the bioweapon. See, that's how they take the chaos out of, uh, out of uh, distribution of a bioweapon. You make people inject it themselves. See how it works? Back to our balloon. Um, the way that a balloon steers is it reads the wind currents at different, atmosphere, at different levels. And that's because of uh, pressure, temperature, and the Coriolis effect, which is the rotation of the Earth. So a, a good balloon pilot, and I've seen a good balloon pilot. I've been up with a good balloon pilot. had 5,000 hours in balloons. That's a long time in balloons. <laughs> you know, that's like, like 30 years. <laughs> okay. Because balloon flights aren't that long. So uh, I think you get like one a day. When I was a flight instructor, I could do five flights a day. That was too much. I brought it down to about three. Three lessons a day was enough because my lessons were very comprehensive. Anyway, read the book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. You, you'll see it. So a balloon pilot can change the direction of the balloon by going to different altitudes when the, where the winds are moving in, in different directions. Okay, so there's a rotation effect to the right. So if the wind is north at, at sea level, it's going to be northeast, you know, 2,000 feet and 5,000 feet and more northeast at, you know, 10,000 feet. Uh, and you can use that to steer your balloon. Now, you can't reverse your course, but you can certainly direct it, I'd say, maybe 30 to 50 degrees in either direction of where you, where you initially start, depending on the winds. You know, so, uh, yeah. So this is by understanding that our, yeah, our ecosystems, our social systems, and our economic systems are interconnected, we can hope to avoid actions which may end up being detrimental to our long-term well-being. So if you, so, so, so let's, let's take chaos theory and apply it to the coup. So the coup thought they could choose the government for the people. In other words, the, the people be damned, we're going to steal the election. And they thought they could maintain power and everything would be great. They'd get their power, their privilege, and things would be fine. Well, chaos theory has proven that that's not exactly the case because there are unpredictable things like uh, the Lloyd Brunson lawsuit, Action Radio, Citizen Legislation, uh, various reporters, various news stories, Laura Logan. You know, I'm just talking about people that, that come to mind. Tucker Carlson, you know, people that are, that are challenging the system. Um, new companies, new, new things like Substack. Um, you, know, you, you don't go to social media. The Substack is the, is the place where all of us can write. And I'll be starting to write there soon uh, where it's not censored. It goes directly to the people. So they try to control the information, but the information can't be controlled. You know, they try and control your thoughts, but uh, my, my thoughts cannot be controlled. Neither can yours. So thought control is voluntary. You know, you can go through the worst torture in the world and you can still think what you want. It may hurt you for it. It may kill you for it. But they can't stop you thinking. They can only torture your body. But they can't steal your soul unless you give it to them. And I refuse to give it to them. So the chaos theory is billions of people on the earth with the potential to revolt and rebel. See, that they know you're not going to do that. They know that the, the, the rebellious ones that start are either going to get shot against a wall you know, or thrown in a gulag and, and it will disappear. That's why it only works when the masses revolt. And that's where the chaos theory comes in. So what, events or events, what event or events does it take to have the masses revolt? You look at Romania, perfect example. The Ceausescus were shot and killed by their own people. Why? Because they were tyrants. They were communist dictators. Well, how many years did they rule where people put up with it? I don't know, 20, 30, 40, since the end of uh, World War II, when the Russians took over uh, Eastern Europe, you know, put all these communist dictatorships in place as a buffer to uh, Western Europe with NATO. But that's what happened. So let me do the principles of chaos. I'm going to play something for a couple of minutes because I'm, uh, yeah, another hour to, <laughs> I have another hour to go. And I've only got this is my first article. I have so many articles. It's kind of crazy. So the principles of chaos, the butterfly effect. 
This effect grants the power to cause a hurricane in China to a butterfly flapping its wings in New Mexico. You, know, you heard that saying? Or if you, if you jump off a chair in China, do you cause an earthquake in San Francisco? It's the same theory, right? So cause and effect. Uh, infinite effects from infinite causes. So it says it may take a very long time, but the connection is real. If the butterfly had not flapped its wings at just the right point in space-time, the space-time continuum, right, the hurricane would not have happened. A more rigorous way to express this is that small changes in the initial conditions lead to drastic changes in the results. Our lives are an ongoing demonstration of this principle. Who knows what long-term effects of teaching millions of kids about chaos and fractals will be? I have no idea. Who knows what teaching millions of people that they can write their own laws will be? You want to talk about chaos theory? We're, we're the purest expression of chaos theory. Because in order for us to get order in our lives and to get freedom, we have to, have to cause chaos in the government. And that's my goal, you know, to, to disorganize the organization, to create chaos where they think they have control, to, to fractalize, is that a word? To fractalize everything that they think they believe how it can be controlled, actually manipulated and conditioned and conformed. We're not going to do that. So, so, we, so they have a choice, you know. Uh, you know, take me out or, or, or uh, listen to the changes. It's much easier to listen to the changes because they're good for everybody. It's even good for them. They're the prisoners of their own coup. Think about that. All the things that they have to do to maintain the coup, they have to lie every day. They have to maintain lies every single day. I don't have to do that. I can express the truth every single day with a clear conscience. My life is great. You know, I have very little power. We're, we're operating on a fraction of a budget, you know, and yet I'm, I'm free. I'm free of a boss that tells me what to say. I'm free to uh, explore ideas that, that uh, nobody can limit, really, unless they take me off the air. It's, but the only way to do it is to control me. Blogtrack doesn't care because I don't violate the rules. Yeah, my ideas are controversial, but they don't violate the rules. I don't express violence. You know, I'm not uh, you know, blatantly racist hatred or, or any of the other things that, uh, that they don't want. You know, I'm just controversial because I'm talking about freedom. Freedom is it's not controversial to Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio was great. I had no problem with Blog Talk Radio. You know, in fact, they're the ones that did let me do this without a boss. That's why I'm here. You know, same thing with you. Don't have a boss. Express your opinions. Come on the show, 215-383-3832. Send me a message on live chat or, or, or email or get us on Facebook. That's how you do it. Back to chaos theory. This is kind of fun. Order, disorder, chaos. Uh, this is the, the order, disorder, uh, uh, order slash disorder. Chaos is not simply disorder. Chaos explores the transitions between disorder, which often occur in surprising ways. I'd love to get an analysis of action radio and citizen legislation as the chaos to business as usual in Washington. And if you want to find that out too, let's go back to the basics. Share the show, share the bills. Action radio at getengo.com slash action radio, or uh, let's set up an account where you're uh, I'm making some advertising for you at paypal.com uh, slash paypal me slash action radio. You want to make change? That's how you do it. Use your voice. Use your internet. Uh, contribute, um, especially if you're a big corporation or a foundation. And let's, uh, let's see how much chaos we can create. And so we need to, we need to create the chaos to get order, the order of freedom. Freedom is order. Government is chaos, even though it seems like it's the other way around. But that's the chaos theory. In other words, the order that they create actually creates chaos. You look, at, look at the coup. So here's a perfect example of chaos theory. Let me spend more time on this. I kind of like it. Uh, if you look at the, the – so the, the government tries to create order. They, create a, they, they cause a coup. They steal the government, and they start issuing mandates and dictates. Well, what has that done? You know, entire jobs are disrupted. Families are disrupted. People are killed by the jab. 
whole, whole business, you know, the mandates destroyed businesses, destroyed family fortunes. The closing of the schools destroyed the minds of the kids. Well, of course, they were being destroyed by the schools anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, at least they were in school, you know, doing something. Um, but, uh, you know, and look at all the things that were destroyed out of their, their attempts at order, their attempts to order our lives, their attempts to take away our rights. Well, that's caused chaos because now we're fighting for our rights. And Action Radio is a direct result of, of uh, the coup. Well, I started before it because there were other problems. But now I'm really determined. The coup has caused me to be ever, to be, you know, far more forceful than I would have been, you know, if I was just trying to change laws that were impinging on our freedom. Now they've taken freedom away. You know, we're under communist dictatorship. Let's, let's, you know, this is exactly what this is. This is what it looks like. You know, do you still have your life? Can you still go to work? Sure, but what kind of future do you have? You know, what kind of future does your family have? What kind of future do we have when those idiots bankrupt this country with all their massive debt uh, borrowing and spending and printing of money? We can stop that. Constitutional amendment, take away the power of Congress to borrow money. It's a simple two-statement bill, but it would have effects that you can't possibly imagine in terms of prosperity and individual freedom and controlling the government that's trying to control us. It's the way the power to borrow money, okay, and the whole world changes. So go to writeyourlaws.com, click on legislation, click on all proposed laws, and there it is. Writeyourlaws.com, legislation, all proposed laws. Three steps. Write your laws, click on legislation, click on all proposed laws, and those are the good ones. Those are the ones that need to go to government. So the chaos, so in other words, in order to get the order of our lives of freedom, where we get to make our own decisions, all right, and, and exercise the free market, we have to disrupt the chaos that the government is imposing through their control. Does that make sense? Back to the article. It says mixing. Uh, so the order is dis- order slash disorder chaos we already described. Mixing is the next category. Turbulence ensures that two adjacent points in a complex system will eventually end up in, a very, in very different positions after some time has elapsed. Examples. Two neighboring water molecules may end up in different parts of the ocean or even different oceans. A group of helium balloons that launch together will eventually land in drastically different places. Mixing is thorough because turbulence at all scales. Action radio is that turbulence. I'm gonna, you know what I have like, a, you know, action radio, dangerously cool, or, or, or dedicated to, to fixing everything? I should make a new, a new one. Action radio is societal turbulence. I'll use my, my radio voice. Anyway, it's also nonlinear. Fluids cannot be unmixed. So there's the thing, too. So once fluids are mixed, they can't be unmixed. Well, unless you distill and evaporate and things like that. But basically, you know, left in their natural state, fluids will not unmix, which is kind of interesting. So, so some of the effects are permanent. Feedback. Next system here. Feed uh, often become chaotic when there is feedback present. A good example is, is the behavior of the stock market. As the value of a stock rises or falls, people are inclined to buy or sell that stock. This, in turn, further affects the price of the stock, causing it to rise or fall chaotically. We talk about that with the financial report all the time. You know, you, you want to buy low and sell high. Everybody knows that. But what do people do because of emotions? They buy high and sell low. Oh, no, the market's crashing. Got to sell all my stock. What does that do? Well, it makes the market lower. If everybody sells their stock, the market lowers. But somebody's buying that stock. For every stock that's sold, that's what a market is, buying and selling, right? Well, the people buying it when it's low because you're panicking are going to make money when the market goes back up and then you'll buy it, you know, and they'll sell when it's high because you buy, you think, oh, it's high, it's going to get higher. People think in the market, things that are lower are always going to get lower and things that are higher are always going to get higher. But that's not true because the market operates on chaos theory, an infinite set of variables. 
you know, when I was a flight instructor, I, I used to describe uh, landings this way. People say, oh, it's so hard to land an airplane. I said, yeah, because there's so many variables involved. What do you mean? Well, temperature, pressure, your mood, the, the maintenance of the engine, you know, the, the control tower, <laughs> you know, uh, the runway surface, the weather, you know, uh, temperature, pressure, dew point, uh, atmospheric uh, stuff, you know, uh, humidity. <laughs> you know, there's an infinite variety of, of variables involved in laying an airplane. Now, designing an airplane is pretty much a science. You know, aerodynamics, Reynolds number, uh, lift coefficients, aspect ratios, things like that. That's what's involved in designing an airplane. That's going to have fairly predictable results, although not entirely, because they all work together as a system which operates under chaos. But landing an airplane is a chaotic event because of too many variables. Now, does that mean it's a bad event? No. I, th- I think chaos is a very good thing because as you land an airplane, taking into account those infinite variables as, a human be- as only a human being can, you know, you're going to land an airplane, sometimes better, sometimes worse. But the whole point of landing an airplane is that it's an art. Designing an airplane is a science. So the difference between science and art is the difference between predictability and chaos. Art is chaotic. That's what makes it interesting. You know, there's an old saying, art upsets, science reassures. It's true. Art upsets and science reassures. Okay? You know, people think, well, we're going to follow science. I'm reassured by the science. Even if you end up dead from rendezvous in a ventilator. That's the science. So that should reassure you. The art comes along and says, well, we're going to create a, an artistic radio show. We're going to try and land an airplane. That's an art. Trust me. <laughs> Flying a glider, you know, trying to ride the wind current. That's an art. Designing a glider is a science. Sailboat, same thing. You know, guns, same thing. Designing them is a science. Firing them is an art because <laughs> there's too many variables. I just find this fascinating. I hope you do too. Anyway, fractals, last Fractal is a never-ending pattern. Fractals are infinitely complex patterns that are, self, that are self-similar across different scales. They are created by repeating a simple process over and over in an ongoing feedback loop. I'm not sure I understand that, but I'll do it anyway. Driven by recursion, fractals are of dynamic systems. The pictures of chaos. Geometrically, they exist in between our familiar dimensions. Fractal patterns are extremely familiar since nature is full of fractals. For instance, trees, rivers, coastlines, mountains, clouds, seashells, hurricanes, etc., are all fractals. I've got more to this, but I'm going to do something different uh, for the rest of the hour. Uh, I was going to cover intelligent design and how that uh, com- you know, sort of wrestles with chaos theory, but I'm going to say that for a different time um, and be back in a little bit with something, uh, yeah, something a little bit more. We'll, we'll talk about the Great Reset. Uh, and is the Great Reset chaos or is it, uh, uh, is it order? <laughs> Again, I think freedom is order and, and uh, control is chaos, even though you think they'd be the other way around. But because that's the way they are, that actually proves chaos theory. So what can I play for you now? Something to amuse us for a little bit here. Well, we're almost into January, so let me play the January white sale, uh, and I'll be, I'll be right back. Here it is, America, the answer to riots, brutality, and all our racial problems. The return of the January white sale. Are you a guilt-ridden white person? Are you a person of no color? Do you want to finally assuage that guilt for slavery, the Civil War, the KKK, and black people sitting at the back of the bus? Well, here is your long-awaited answer. The Black Lives Matter Department of Reparations has come up with the perfect solution, the return of the January white sale. Now, in years past, this was a big deal. After Christmas, sheets, towels, pillowcases, and other white linens were sold with their biggest discount of the year. In today's new normal world, however, things are going to be very different because Black Lives Matter is changing the original white sale, and now they are actually going to be auctioning off and selling white people. 
You, white, guilt-ridden, ashamed of your whiteness, complete cowards, bowing your heads, kneeling, raising your hands like at a revival meeting. You, you with your eyes cast down, you whimpering liberals hoping to buy your way out of a debt of guilt that can never be fully repaid because no leftist of color wants you to. You, you will have the chance to experience what no black person experiences in the United States today. Slavery. Yeah, that's right. Slavery. Isn't this great? You will be on the cutting edge of social justice, and you will save the taxpayers some $14 trillion of reparations national debt. Black Lives Matter has gone to a lot of trouble to erase our history and remake society so guilty white people can finally feel free of their white supremacy. George Soros and Bill Gates have already created the venture capital fund to establish Race Bait Consulting, Incorporated, which will be handling the actual white person sale in January. So, who is available for purchase? Oh, and part of the deal is that white people can't be bought by other white people. That would defeat the whole theme of the event. Anyway, to the question. Your basic rifle on the pickup truck, racist, sexist, Islamophobe, Neanderthal, redneck male, is probably not going to sit around and be put in an auction, even if they will be well cared for by their new owners. What we will have available are liberal, surrendering, grilly man metrosexuals and emotionally distraught and disillusioned feminists, both of whom have already knelt before a designated agent of Black Lives Matter to confess their white privilege. So how do you guilt-ridden white people sign up for the January white sale? It's easy. Contact your local chapter of Black Lives Matter, show up at a rally with a flag saying, take me for the January white sale, or simply sign up at the next mass kneeling confession of white privilege coming to a neighborhood near you. The new January White Sale is made possible by a grant from Racebait Industries, Incorporated, and put on by the new normal, new improved Black Lives Matter. Get the show rolling here. Um, I've got uh, something else for you as well, and this is an article. It's it's a little bit older. You know, let me see when this is March twenty three. Uh, so this is earlier this year. This is the great, the real reset is coming. Uh, this is written before the uh, the twenty twenty election. So it's fascinating how optimistic uh, Victor Davis Hanson was when he wrote this uh, compared to what actually happened. So what actually happened was was chaos theory. Um, you know, and it, and then you want to talk about unpredictability. One would think. One would predict that the American people, given the fact that our government has been stolen in a treasonous coup, that our oil has been stolen in a, in, in a treasonous coup, <laughs> that our food supply is being stolen in a treasonous coup, that we are being mandated uh, and probably will be mandated again with masks and closures and a snake oil jab for a virus that's already gone. It's been gone for a year and a half. The, the, the snake oil jab is made for the original covid uh, strain, COVID-19, well, this is, this is you know, COVID-2022, <laughs> okay, so, so it's three years old. So the virus died about a year and a half ago. Uh, all we have left are the variants. So you're being forced to take a snake oil jab that most likely is going to give you blood clots that may at some point kill you because it's killed enough people already for a virus that died out a year and a half ago. You don't think that's chaos theory? <laughs> okay, and the real chaos is the fact that the American people have not rebelled. 
you know, where, where, where are the people that celebrate our founding, that uh, fire fireworks on July 4th, that say that we're an independent nation? We're the freest country on earth. Really? Well, why weren't you rebelling and exercising your freedom? So you can't say you're the freest country on earth if you're not exercising your freedom. You cannot say that we're the freest country on earth if you let yourself be controlled. Because freedom is personal. Freedom is individual. That's the whole point of individual rights. Well, individual rights don't exist if you don't exercise them individually. So there's the problem. So chaos theory would say that the American people who pride themselves on being the freest, most independent people in the world have completely conformed and accepted a coup, a treasonous coup, and have let that that government mandate every aspect of our lives. That would be chaos theory. The control from the people that could not be controlled. So there's chaos theory. That's why the election failed in 2022. It failed because we knew it was going to be stolen. How do we know? Because 2020 wasn't, wasn't corrected. What have I said for two years on this show? If we do not fix 2020, then no election going beyond that is ever going to be safe. I've been saying that. Was 2020 corrected? No. And then we're going to try to. In fact, we'll get Diane Warner at the, at the top of uh, the next hour, 9 o'clock here Central Time. We'll talk about our election integrity project. We'll talk about how the election can be corrected. But it's not be corrected unless you, yes, you, tell everybody you know to tell everybody they know that we don't accept the coup. Okay, and how do you not accept the coup? You call your talk shows. You call all the other talk shows. You get our bills out there to all the other talk shows. Shows are the other talk shows. You tell me ways that I can get my show on other networks. <laughs> you know, especially if you're a member of another network, or you're a prominent public figure, or you you some way have more influence than uh, than the average person. You know, like me. I'm just an average person. I'm just one guy out here. Okay, but I see things. Uh, I see things differently. I see consequences. I see uh, uh, cause and effect. I, I see uh, uh, a chaos is order and order is chaos. And that's why the world makes sense to me. If you, if you think that you can organize the unorganizable, then that's going to be the chaos in your life. But if you're a free person, and you realize that everything is chaotic, that there are unpredictabilities, that you, you can't, you're not responsible for things. You know, uh, you know, to me, because I know about chaos theory, it's absurd for me to think that people you know, not driving their SUVs are going to lower the amount of carbon dioxide in the air, and therefore temperature will, uh, will be at an acceptable level. That's ridiculous. Temperature is not dependent on SUVs. Sorry, it's just not. It's not dependent on carbon dioxide either. Certainly not dependent on the, the, the scientists that are trying to uh, you know, earn more grant money by saying what the government wants them to say. All right? Carbon dioxide is plant food. It's part of the carbon cycle. I believe the whole reason that the one of the main reasons that the Industrial Revolution came along when it did as part of God's intelligent design for the world. And I'll talk about it. There's two theories of intelligent design, one with God and one without. We'll talk about that one day, too. That might be a good Wendy topic. Um, but the theory with God says there is a plan. And it's just fascinating to me that at the, when the Earth was one of its lowest carbon dioxide points and the plants were in danger of dying out, which would have killed all of us, uh, that uh, petroleum was discovered. Uh, and the internal combustion engine created, which released carbon back into the atmosphere again, which was needed for the plants. Now, you can't tell me that's not a coincidence. Chaos theory is a perfect example. Cause and effect. Something that nobody would – people think that, that, that uh, we got petroleum and the Rockefellers got rich and they made this internal combustion engine causing all this pollution and society is terrible. Well, it's not terrible at all. Look at all the places we've been able to go because of the automobile. Look at all the goods we've got because of the truck and the train and the ship, all of which use organic fuels. Did I say fossil? No. I said organic fuels. Why? Because language, language is chaos too. I can change everything by changing language. The left does it all the time. I just wish you folks would adapt our language uh, and start talking about organic fuels and tell all your friends, well, what's organic fuel? Well, you know, oil, 
coal, um, you know, natural gas, uranium, those are organic fuels. Well, those are fossil fuels. Well, uranium's not a fossil fuel, is it? What's radioactive? <laughs> so where did radioactivity come from? Well, it came from the Earth. Well, how'd that happen? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, haven't you noticed that everything we need is already here? And, and you think there's no intelligent design to this? You think it's all some 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 grand accident that uranium, oil, coal, uh, natural gas just suddenly showed up here by accident? <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good stretch. Now, there's chaos theory. Thinking that everything is an accident uh, is, is a very chaotic way of looking at the world, thinking there's no connection, that's not, uh, it's not an organized system, that from the tiniest subatomic nuclear particles, you know, all the way to the, the, the greatest universes of, you know, altogether, that, that somehow that just sort of happens by accident? That's insane. <laughs> okay. That's a crazy theory, but a lot of people live with that. Okay. Well, keep your blue pill. So in order to make, uh, in order to take, uh, give the chaos of freedom back and from the order of, of tyranny, we need, to, uh, we need to reset the reset. Okay. Well, how do we reset the reset, Greg? And so this is a pretty bizarre theory. Very simple. We write the laws that we consent to be governed by, and juries nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed by. The mission statement of the show. This is it. We are the revolution. It's already started. The peaceful revolution is, is, is underway. I'm just wishing more of you will join us so we can get this over with. <laughs> we can get rid of this chaotic. Uh, we can get this government that thinks that they can control us. It's very simple. It's a simple thing. Yeah, but it takes millions of people to do it. But millions of people taking a very simple action. Do you remember that movie with the ants? When my daughter was a kid, I watched this. Uh, the ants, you know, the grasshoppers. Ants and the grasshoppers. So the grasshoppers control the ants because the ants were fearful of the grasshoppers. But the ants never knew that if they all got together, they could overthrow the grasshoppers in a second, which they end up doing in the end of the movie. So I'm waiting for the end of the movie, folks. I'm waiting for you, all the ants, to start uh, overthrow, you know, overthrowing the grasshoppers. You know, by binding, by by uh, you know, binding together. But but in, in binding together to do this, we don't have to we don't have to actually join together in one place. You know, you can join in cyberspace. Everybody collectively sharing bills and shows will bind us together and overthrow the coup. It's not that hard. So I need you to reset. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Uh, gee, Greg, how do I reset? It's very simple. Reset your priorities. Reset your life. Reset your thinking. Freedom is chaos. Order is control, is tyranny. So you want the freedom to have the chaotic unpredictable nature of every individual. We'll start with this country. Every individual American, not the illegal aliens, you all have to go, come back and apply to come in legally. But every American citizen and legal, and legal uh, permanent resident needs to start taking individual action. And in that chaos of everybody taking individual action, we will get our freedom. And we'll, we'll see effects of freedom that will be very organized and very logical and very predictable from the chaos of freedom. So the chaos of freedom leads to the order of societal freedom, leads to liberty. Okay? Let me put it that way. New philosophy we're going over here. Uh, so the chaos of individual freedom. So the difference between freedom and liberty is freedom is individual, liberty is, is societal. So in order for our country to get liberty, we have to have individual freedom, and everybody acting individually free creates national liberty. That's what it's all about. When we framework, we've got the Constitution. Constitution is what guarantees our, our national liberty when it's followed. But we have to exercise our individual freedom to make sure it's followed. And by exercising freedom, we actually exercise control over government. Okay? So there's something else to think about, too. If you exercise your freedom, you're actually exercising control over government. I am exercising control over government by using the free speech guaranteed to me in the First Amendment that the government cannot touch my freedom, even though they do. 
Why did they touch my freedom? Very simply, they let big tech censor me. They wrote a bill, Section 230, Communications Decency Act, which allows companies to censor my freedom so government doesn't have to, so they don't look like they're violating the First Amendment when they actually are. This is very, all very chaotic, man. but it's it, it, all. So we need to exercise more chaos by exercising more freedom, more individual freedom to create national liberty. And that's how you do it. So let's get the article. Victor Davis Hanson, March 23rd, 2022, said something that was, according to chaos theory, not going to work. He says the real reset is coming. So that got, to me think, that got me to thinking that the real reset, not his reset, but the real reset is you. You need to reset. You need to reset and empower yourself that you're a sovereign person, that you are more powerful than the government by exercising your freedom. The government is here to serve you, to create only the laws necessary to protect your life and property. That's it. The federal government pre, you know, protects our national borders from enemies. You know? The state governments protects us from uh, you know, uh, enemies domestic. <laughs> you know? And the local governments and law enforcement uh, you know, protect us from those that would endanger our life and property. But all levels of government should do that. So all levels of government have only one responsibility. Protect our lives and protect our property and our rights. Three responsibilities. Lives, rights, and property. That's it. Anything beyond that is tyranny to a, to a greater or lesser degree. Anyway, article says Joe Biden. <laughs> Victor Davis Hanson, March 23rd, 2022. Joe Biden believes the Ukraine war will mark the start of a new world order. Well, I've heard that since Bush and uh, I'm sure before that. Everybody, go back to Wilson, the League of Nations. Sorry about the German accent. It just seemed convenient. Article says, in the middle of the COVID global pandemic, Klaus Schwab, oh, that's interesting, and the global elites likewise announced a great reset. Yeah, Germany doesn't have a good uh, track record when it comes to individuals trying to take over the world. German people are great. Believe me, I've been to Germany. I love the German people. They're fabulous. I had just amazing times in Germany. Good friends from Germany. Germans who have come here to the United States. You know, incredible people. But every once in a while, <laughs> Germany produces somebody like China and Japan and other countries that really doesn't do too well. You know, Bismarck, Kaiser Wilhelm, uh, Hitler, <laughs> you know, and now Klaus Schwab. Um, where's George Soros from? I think he's Hungarian. Another country, you know. So you got Hungarians, are great, but, you know, kind of goofed on that one. We produce some bad people too. <laughs> Joe Biden, <laughs> you know, Barack Obama. Well, actually, Kenya did, but that's another story. The point is that no nation is absolutely good or absolutely bad. No people, you know, produce absolutely good people, absolutely bad people. This, the, the infinite variety uh, that comes from the chaos of, of the human individual spirit and what they come out as. And Klaus Schwab, you know, if he would just go sit quietly away somewhere and you know, spout, you know, his, uh, his, uh, his musings, then that'd be fine. But he doesn't. He's, he's got the World Economic Forum. And there's a whole bunch of people in government listening to him. And he's conditioning future leaders like uh, Justin Trudeau, allegedly Castro's kid. Um, to, to bring about the tyranny that he wants throughout governments across the world. That's the problem. So we need to reset the reset. We need to reset the global. And then we, we need to uh, disempower them. We need to take away everything that makes them who they are, laugh at them, ridicule them. You know, the three ways to get rid of mass psychosis, truth, ridicule, and, and uh, parallel structures. So we need a parallel. We need a world economic, uh, I don't know, let me the country of the World Economic Forum, the World Liberty Foundation. Let me start that. So let's have the World Liberty Foundation so, so give me, you know, $10 million and uh, a budget, you know, or, or give me the budget the World Economic Forum has. I'll create the World Liberty Forum. Uh, we'll counteract these guys, and I'll, I'll destroy them in debate. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't be hard to do. If I got any, any globalists want to call me up, 215-383-3832, I'm in the mood for a great argument. 
Anyway, he says, accordingly, the nations of the world have come who would, would it says, accordingly. Now, let me just start again. It's not that long an article. Joe Biden believes the Ukraine war will mark the start of, the new, of a new world order. In the middle of the COVID global pandemic, Klaus Schwab and the global elites like a great reset. <clears throat> Excuse me. Accordingly, the nations of the world would have to surrender their sovereignty to an international body of experts. They would, that they would enlighten us on taxes, diversity, and green politics. Well, of course, it's illegal for the United States to surrender our individual sovereignty to anybody. Although people think they can't. Article says, when Donald Trump got elected in 2016, marquee journalist announced partisan reporting would have to displace the old supposedly disinterested approach to the news. In other words, objective reporting. That's what he said. There is a common theme here. In normal times, progressives, they do not have public support for their policies. They don't. <laughs> Only in crisis do they feel that the political left and media can merge to use apocalyptic times to ram through unusually uh, are usually unpopular approaches to foreign and domestic problems. Let me see if I can translate it in English. Let me say it again. Only in crises do they feel, that's the elites, that the political left and media can merge to use, you know, political left and media can merge. I think that's the key part here. So the left and the media merge. You know, you look at big tech, you look at government, you look at media, you look at big pharma. It's all basically one fascist conglomeration. Fascism is, is the merging of government and corporations for the purpose of tyranny. That's what it is, right? So that's what we have now. Left and media can merge to use apocalyptic times to, that they've created, by the way. In other words, they, 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 in creating control, they've actually created chaos, proving chaos theory. Because it's chaos. And our freedom is the chaos that we need to bring back control to us. Think about it. It's kind of interesting. Anyway, use apocalyptic, apocalyptic times to ram through un, usually unpopular approaches to foreign and domestic problems. Okay? It says, we saw that last year. Fleeing from Afghanistan, the embrace of, well, flee from Afghanistan, surrendered, okay? The embrace of critical race theory, which isn't uh, critical, <laughs> um, and it's certainly not a theory. <laughs> anyway, it is about race, but that's, not, that's about the only part of it that it is. Anyway, it's just trying to end the filibuster, pack the court. Now, the filibuster is, is the way that uh, the minority members of Congress don't get dominated uh, because we're not a democracy. So filibuster is actually essential to a republic. In other words, it takes more than half to make a decision. Okay, that's why the two-thirds votes for overrides. I would make all this in Congress two-thirds. Why? Because you get better decisions. In a republic, a democracy is one over half, but that means half the people disagree. Or one less than half disagree, um, one more than half agree. Well, is that any basis for a decision? How can you have a good decision if almost half the people disagree, if one less than half disagree? That's a decision. So all votes in Congress should be two-thirds, and overrides should be four-fifths. Now you've got good decisions. If every decision in Congress required a two-thirds vote, first of all, the parties would be obsolete because they kind of split half and half. So the only way around that would be one party would dominate. So the Democrats would basically make the Republicans join them or get kicked because they keep stealing their elections. So, you, so if you required a two-thirds vote, you probably have a one-party system. The only reason you have a two-party system is to fake that there actually is opposition. So in thinking that you have control because you have an opposition party, you actually have chaos because you don't have an opposition party. I think you do. Okay, and that's where the chaos comes in, the unpredictability, you know, trying to bring order by thinking you have an opposition party when you really don't have an opposition party. You got a bunch of geldings that are really uh, subordinate to the to the main party, which is the Democrats. Anyway, I, wrote, I did a piece on that. I'm going to make it more exciting. <laughs> it's not quite uh, uh, exciting enough. Anyway, he says these new orders and resets always entail uh, far bigger government and more unelected, powerful bureaucracies. Elites assume that their radical changes in energy use, media reporting, voting, 
sovereignty and racial and ethnic quotas will never quite apply to themselves, the architect of such top-down changes. Well, that's chaos theory right there. Thinking that the world that you create doesn't apply to you. Well, it actually does, but maybe not in ways that they think. He says, so we common folk must quit fossil fuels, which I call fuels, but not those who need corporate jets. Of course not, because the fuel is not the problem. The problem is freedom. So why would the government – here's chaos theory for you right there, okay, unpredictability. Things that are are connected but don't seem connected. Why would the government label organic fuels as fuel fuels and try and take them away from you? Well, so you don't go anywhere. Government doesn't want you going places. They don't want you to travel. They don't want you to experience new things. They want you isolated in the bubble of your small town where you're born and where you die. That way you're more easily controlled. Travel actually is the enemy of, uh, of government because travel increases your knowledge and knowledge increases your freedom. And freedom collectively increases all our liberty. That's how it works. Why do you think the government doesn't want you to travel? The, the, the thing is for your benefit? No. Everything they do is for their benefit. Chaos theory. He says, so we common folk must quit fossil fuels, which I call organic, but not those who need to use corporate jets. Walls will not mar our borders, but will protect the homes of Nancy Pelosi, Mark Zuckerberg, and Bill Gates. Okay, so, uh, yeah. But you don't need a wall to keep out illegal aliens. All you need is civil asset forfeiture. Again, Action Radio has the solution. So you can build a wall to keep people out, and that's a good thing. But a better thing is for the people that do sneak in, take all their stuff. Because everything that an illegal alien gets in this country, including government benefits, like your tax dollars, is gotten illegally because they're not allowed to be here. Well, if you're not allowed to be in a place, you certainly can't accumulate it. You can't accumulate anything in that place or receive anything in that place. You know, so that any money, any property, any housing, any business, any job, uh, any government benefit, any welfare, any social security, any, anything that any illegal alien gets is illegal and can be seized because they're not allowed to be here. Okay? So the question, can illegal, you know, should illegal aliens vote? Well, that's not a question. That's an irrational question because they can't be here. Should illegal aliens get uh, government benefits? That's a, an irrational question because they can't be here. You know, I can answer anything that uh, should illegal aliens get, but the simple answer to that, it's irrational because they can't be here. Well, illegal aliens have rights in this country. No, they don't because they can't be here. Well, there's chaos theory. All right. So the, so the unpredictability, the chaos, the fact that I can answer multitudes of arguments with the same response. I mean, nobody uses that response. The predictable nature of the response is that people say, well, the government says they have rights. Well, the government can't say they have rights. Because they're not allowed to be here. <laughs> okay, I can do this all day. All right, but that's uh, but this is but this is using chaos to, to create freedom. So I'm using a, a a contradictory argument to everything that you've been told to increase your freedom, so that you can exercise your freedom, so that we'll have more liberty and get rid of illegal aliens, all without a wall. Interesting, huh? Anyway, back to the article. <laughs> I am digressing today a lot. Hunter Biden's. I was wondering how I'd fill in two hours just talking by myself. Apparently, it's working. Hunter Biden's lost laptop will be declared by fiat, not news. Well, it was. Back in March, don't forget. This is six months old. He says, in contrast, the fake alpha bank collusion narrative will be national headlines for for news for weeks. I don't remember that. Obviously, that's gone. He says, middle class lifestyles will be curbed as we are instructed to strive for sustainability, which is unsustainable, by the way. Sustainable itself is unsustainable. Yeah, there, right? sustainability and transition to apartment living and mass transit. Uh, but the Obamas will keep their three mansions and Silicon Valley futurists will insist upon exemptions for the yachts. Let's talk about apartment living and mass transit. Let me tell you a story. 
So in the government's continued effort at control, one of the first things they did back in the, in the, uh, well, in the 70s, they had uh, you know, global cooling. You have to change your life and conform with more socialism and communism because we'll get global cooling. Well, that didn't work. So they came up with a smart growth idea. And what is smart growth? Go to the EPA. Look up smart growth. Smart growth is where everybody lives in government housing projects, apartment complexes. We don't drive cars. We don't live in single-family homes. We work where we live. We shop where we live. We get all our entertainment where we live. We don't travel. So we never get out of our bubble. We're completely controlled, and they call that smart growth. You know, government-managed communities. That's the government's ideal for us. Okay? So they're trying to create this, this maximum order. You know, but you know what happens in housing projects is chaos, right? Because nobody owns them. Nobody cares about them. They're trashed. Crime is rampant. Gangs are like crazy. So, so the most organized place to live should be a government housing project, but it's the most chaotic, proving chaos theory, all right? The, the greatest freedom is found in the places where everybody's acting individually, individual families, by individual homes, or individual people buying individual homes, driving individual cars on, on public roads, going where they want to go. That's complete freedom, which is actual chaos, which, imply, which creates liberty, which creates order. So the order of freedom to liberty is controlled to create order. Proving chaos theory. Anybody following this? <laughs> it's really quiet out there right now. Hope you're taking it all in. You may have to listen to this a couple of times. I may have to listen to this a couple of times. So let's get to the main part of what he's talking about here. Oh, so anyway, smart growth. Let me finish my story. So smart growth in the 90s wasn't working. So that's why in the 2000s, the, the government imposed uh, the, the climate change philosophy to everybody, which was global warming. And when, then they found that global warming didn't work because the earth wasn't warming. So now they say climate change. So nobody knows exactly what climate change is, except to know that it's bad. And if we don't change the change, we're all going to die. Well, that's insane. Because chaos theory proves that, that, that any, any theory like that either can't be proven and is not, uh, is not determinate. So the idea that you're in at any particular time cannot be determined because the chaos theory, the natural course of events, you know, the orbit of the planets, the distance from the sun, the wobble of the earth, the force of gravity, the changing atmosphere, the changing pole, magnetic pole, the changing nature of weather, temperatures, pressures, and all the other things cannot tell, cannot tell with all those variables as our, as our solar system seems around the galaxy, which seems around the universe, which seems around the other universes. You cannot tell with all those unpredictabilities that, uh, that we're going to have a climate change that's going to kill us as you drive your SUV and put carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. That's irrational. That's insane. And yet that's what people believe. So they're trying to bring order through insanity. There's chaos theory. The idea that if you create insanity with a global warming theory, you'll get order from that, and everybody will believe something that's impossible to believe because there are too many variables, because of chaos theory, because of the way the world works. The interconnected system uh, that would change the climate is too indeterminate and too many variables for anybody to predict it at all. Hell, I can't even predict the weather tomorrow, let alone the climate. We've talked about that before, but now you know why. Because the world operates on chaos theory, not on predictable laws and rules. It just doesn't. Oh, there are a few that make sense. You know, the, the law of gravity works because we have gravity. Otherwise, we'd be flying off into the, in, into the, uh, the and we'd all be killed <laughs> out in space. So gravity works. Now, how, how does gravity work exactly? What are the forces of gravity? Does gravity change? Is gravity a variable? I don't know. Does anybody want to tell me, tell me if gravity is a variable? That'd be interesting to talk about. So let's get back to the article. He says, in truth, we are about to see a radical reset of the current reset. 
you know, that's where I got the idea of resetting the reset, except it's not resetting the way he thinks it is. My reset is an individual personal level where you reset yourself, dedicate yourself to the chaos of to bring about the order of liberty. Think about that. Back to the article. He says, in truth, we are about to see a radical reset of the current reset. It will be a different sort of transformation than the elites are expecting and one that they should greatly fear. So he's predicting something based on, on, uh, on logical theories that if people are treated badly by government, they will reject that government. Chaos theory says that's not, that's not determinate. That's not necessarily true. That's not essentially the result. That's not the cause and effect. You think it would be. I thought it would be. The more I, I learn about chaos theory, the more there are too many variables. That the American people might like the bondage, as we talked about the other day with Matt Fiebig, that there is a, there is a propensity to be controlled. And in that control, and then you attempt to bring out order, you actually bring about chaos. Because the more order and the more control, uh, the more resistance and the more chaos. The more your life is... Look, look at the societies where they try and control it absolutely. China. There's chaos all over China. The more the Chinese Communist Party clamps down on people, the less they actually end up controlling. But the more brutal the results, because they can't control people. Because they're trying to control things that can't be controlled. And then they kill people because they're not because of what they, they uh, try to conform to, and they can't do it, <laughs> okay? So it gets quite fascinating. So let's talk about the, the, what, what, he, uh, what Victor Davis Hansen assumed in March would be the results of the, of the uh, November elections. He says the world and the United States are over hyperinflation that may soon exceed 10% per year. Well, probably will next year, okay? I, I don't think people are, are furious enough about it because they're not blaming the cause. They're blaming you know, what the government tells them to blame. Oil companies, rising prices. No, the reason we have inflation is because of government spending, pure and simple. That's it. That's who you blame. And what you do is you unelect the people that, are, that keep spending. So if everybody that spent, everybody that voted for a budget uh, in excess of revenue should be immediately kicked out of Congress, all of them. They should be recalled. And if voted for a budget that included borrowed money should be kicked out for committing economic treason against this country. But that's just my view. He says, the world and the United States are furious over hyperinflation that may soon exceed 10% per year. We will be lucky if it ends only in recession or stagflation, which is inflation and stagnation, a recession actually, rather than global depression. The mess was created by the same apparat, in other words, the apparatchiks, it's a Russian word, who brought into modern monetary theory that silly university idea claimed prosperity would follow vastly uh, expanding the money supply, keeping interest rates at de facto zero levels which they do during Democrat administrations, not during Trump. Trump, they raised interest during Trump, but they usually keep it zero for Democrats like, uh, you know, Brandon and Obama, except now they can't keep it zero for Brandon or things would really be bad. <laughs> or so they say. I'm not really. That silly university idea claimed prosperity would follow vastly expanding the money supply, keeping interest rates at de facto zero levels, running huge annual deficits, which includes the national debt, which is the total, piling up unsustainable national debt. Oh, there you go. And subsidizing workers to stay home. What a dumb idea. He says natural gas and oil costs are now soaring to unsustainable levels and to the point where the middle class simply will not be able to travel, keep warm in the winter, or cool in the summer. Well, government doesn't want you to travel. I don't care if you're warm or cool. They just care that you pay your taxes. Okay? So what's unsustainable is the control. That's what's unsustainable. See, the, government, the, 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 the global folks, the World Economic Forum, uh, the people that stole our government, what they don't realize is that's unsustainable. Their control is unsustainable because of chaos theory, because all of us are going to act individually, whether they like it or not. You're compelled as a human being to act individually. I don't think you have a choice. Oh, yeah, you can conform for a while, maybe even generations. 
But sooner or later, individuality rears its ugly head. And the government has two choices then. They can change and adapt to a free society, or they can kill it, kill all of us. <laughs> That's their choice. They either imprison or, or kill the people that desire freedom, that act independently, uh, to maintain control, even though it's chaotic. That's chaos for you. Okay? And that's how, that's how kind of societies maintain power. They kill all the people that challenge them, one way or another. Mass famine, you know, extermination camps, um, you know, gulags, concentration camps, D.C. jails. <laughs> you know, take away the people that oppose you. Well, when you get enough people opposing you that you can't put them away or kill them all, that's when things change. Do you really want to wait for that point? No. So start sharing our bills and sharing our shows. We won't have to get there. That'd be nice. Almost done. The woke revolution in the West was supposed to teach us that the white male Western world was toxic. Its origins, ascendance, and current leisure and affluence were supposedly due only to systematic exploitation, racism, and sexism. Okay, so I challenge all those leftists to try and go through their day without touching anything designed, engineered, invented, created, or built by a white male. Go ahead. You're going to be locked up in an isolation chamber. Because you cannot go through your day. Nobody can. Um, certainly not in this country. Eh, maybe in parts of the world you can. But you can't go through your day um, if you're in a, a Western industrialized nation. Even in Eastern industrial. You can't go through your day with an industrialized nation without touching something invented by a white guy. Built by a white guy. Constructed by a white guy. Transported by a white guy. <laughs> you, you can't do it. You know, white guys are cool. You know, we do things. You know, who, who created Action Radio? A white guy. Okay? There's anybody else stepping up to do it. I did it. Okay? So it'll be interesting when someone celebrates the first African-American woman to be an action radio host. We'll get celebrated more than the white guy that created it. Me. That's going to be funny to watch. I'll be interested to see when that day happens. Hopefully I'll be uh, uh, around and kicking. I'll probably be on my world cruise by that time. Anyway. <sighs> Lastly, it says elites introduced cancel culture, doxing, deplatforming, and social ostracism to shame these supposed exploiters, supposed exploiters, and to destroy their lives and careers. Okay. Few asked how, oh, uh, I got a call. Few asked how a supposedly noxious West of some 2,500 years duration became the number one destination of millions of global non Western migrants and offered the greater degree of global prosperity and freedom for its citizens. Okay. So a reset reckoning is coming in reaction to the new orders championed by Biden and the Davos set. Almost, I think I know who that is. I'll take the call in just a minute. Uh, last little bit in the November two midterms. This is where it gets funny, okay? Because this didn't happen, but this was the prediction based on the events leading up to. Uh, so, so Victor Davis Hanson uses a lot of logic to create a very logical conclusion that there'd be an overthrow of the control by the people given the horrendous conditions created by the stolen government. But that didn't happen. We actually got more of the stolen government, which is fascinating. Anyway, he says, in the November 22 midterms, we are likely to see a historic no. <laughs> well, I only have one thing to say, Victor Han Davis Hanson. No, we didn't. He says, to the orthodox left-wing agenda that has resulted in unsustainable inflation, of unaffordable war and humiliation abroad, spiraling crime and racial hostility, and arrogant defiance of the, from those who deliberately enacted these disastrous policies. What will replace it is a return to what recently had worked. He says, closed and secure borders with only legal and measured immigration will return. Really? Americans will demand tough police enforcement and deterrent sentencing and a return to integration and the primacy of individual character rather than the separatist fixations on the color of our skin. 
Really? The public will continue the partisan and mediocre mainstream media. Hmm. We will see greater increased production of oil and natural gas to transition us to a slow, a slowly to a wider variety of energy, strong national defense, and deterrent foreign policies. The prophets of the New World Order sowed the wind, and they will soon reap the whirlwind of an angry public worn out by elite incompetence, arrogance, and ignorance. No, they won't. And the reason they won't is because of chaos theory, that the, uh, the human uh, spirit, unfortunately, I don't know what wakes it up, but people are operating under control, and control is their freedom. Control is their security. Control and domination is what's keeping them controlled while they think they're free. And that is the essence of chaos theory. Diane Warner, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Hi. I have to lose my voice. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you just fine. Everybody else can too. Okay. Hi. Hi. On. You're on the I air. This is real. I was going to work. Oh, no, awesome. it works because you call the show like you did, right? So you call the show, and I yeah. see your number on the board, and I go, oh, I know who that is, because I have everybody that's called the show, I've recorded their number. So I know, I know who you are if you've called. I have to screen the call. I just want to make sure you get sound maker, because I have a new headset. What now? So I don't have to hold my, I have a new headset on, so I don't, I didn't want to hold my phone to my head. Oh, don't I do just that. Want to make sure that creates brain tumors. Right. No, I hear you fine. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. no brain tumors, please. Good. No brain tumors. Don't want, all you folks that are holding the phone to your head, stop doing it. It's causing you brain tumors. Don't do it. That's one of those reports I have yet to do is on uh, uh, Brandon's son, uh, Bo, who died of uh, blastoma, whatever it's called. Well, you're, you're a nurse. What's that brain cancer called? The one that's caused by, by uh, cell phones. Glioblastoma or something like that? Brain tumor? Oh, come on. You're a medical person. I did never. <laughs> I did surgery. We didn't. And I, no, I have no idea. But it's okay. Good. Yeah, it sounds good. I could well, anyway. If you want me to. Um, yeah, well, actually, you probably got, you know, well, 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 let's see what you had to say since you called in a few minutes early, which I appreciate because I was rambling. I was running out of rambling. I was going to have to play something at this point because I've talked for almost two <laughs> hours straight. You tried that. Oh, no. It's not easy. I'm kind of grateful for the no, company. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. Right. Well, I'm, I'm so just real excited about this Brunson case. And I okay. wanted to talk about that. So, you, want, you want to start with that? Do you have any reaction to anything I've said the last hour and 45 minutes? I haven't been asleep. <laughs> <gasps> oh, no. At least you're honest. Oh, that's okay. All right. Let's tell me about the Brunson yeah. case. Let's, uh, so we're going to start our election I integrity report a little bit. I am not a morning person, Greg. Oh, I'm so, sorry. I am not a morning person. So, no. Okay. I, See, I'm I not an afternoon person. Investigation. Yeah. yeah. You can do I it. I do my best investigation at night. And uh, so that's how I'm usually up late and doing a lot of my reading. And See, I'm up late, too. Yeah. Have you noticed that I'm up late with you? Yeah. Yes, I know. So we don't sleep a lot, I guess. No, I do. I um, sleep in the afternoon. you certainly don't. I, I do siesta. No, oh. I'm actually, I do sleep. Oh, okay. I sleep twice a day. Okay. I know that I, sounds weird. It's like four and a half and, and okay. like one and a half to two hours. So I get my seven hours sleep. I, I don't just get sleep it during the day. Oh, I do. Yeah. Well, the day is boring. Yeah, the fun I'm stuff's fun, at night. I'm tired. No, first thing in the morning is – see, I'm up at 4. I was up at 4 o'clock this morning. I love it. I no. work done. Oh, why do I – oh, yeah. My brain wouldn't Get, be functioning at 4. Well, then stay awake till 4. <laughs> I could do that pretty easily, actually. Actually, very yeah. easily. Yeah. But when we got up at 5.30 every morning for 30 years. Oh. I told my husband for his work, and I said, mm-hmm. when we retire, <laughs> guess what? We're going on my time. And we have. Oh, yeah. It's been wonderful. Yeah. 
Oh, good. So, well, you, um, you can wait. This, but, is, this is why you're at 9 o'clock, you know, so we just wake up right before the show yeah. and uh, grab some coffee, and I uh, hope you got your coffee beside you. Don't spill it on your headset. I and, know. Uh, well, I, I sent you. coffee. Oh. Tea? <laughs> no. No stimulants? I do energy drinks? There's a, okay, good. a V8 sparkling energy V8. That's pretty good. Wow. I could have had a V8. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, exactly. Mm, right. Well, I sent um, you uh, some yeah, information well, the, on the microphone. So did you get my information on, on the Yeti Blue Microphone? Yeah, I did. But if this headset works, then I don't have to buy that, right? Yeah, but you, you get a microphone. I, I, yeah, I don't need a microphone if this works. <laughs> Well, it does work, yeah. but you know, and, uh, I'm hoping to encourage all my folks yes. to 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 get the headset and microphone, so you feel like a real radio person. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you it helps. Like, get on them and make them. If you're getting all these people to buy it, maybe that would be a good advertisement. Oh, Yeti Blue Mic. Yeah, I don't think I don't have enough reporters to support Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's, it's a good idea. I'm, I'm looking for sponsors. I am definitely looking for sponsors. Yeah. And so I can start announcing more. You know, we've got uh, givesendgo.com slash action radio and paypal.com slash paypalme slash action radio. Uh, the first one's for, for our, our donors, contributors, and the second one would be if you want some advertising. And we do great ads. Let me play one right now since we're, we're rambling uh, a whole lot here. Let me see if I just, uh, it's been a while since I played something. Got a favorite one? This one's one of my better ones. I kind of like this. This is great, Care. These are uh, health advocates. They're pretty cool people. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments, and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care. And now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Great Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is greatcare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H-Care.com. You can email them at greatcare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Great Care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. Yes, yeah, see, I make all those. You know, benefits of a community college education. Aloni College, Fremont, California. And you have your ad. Your ads are good. I've seen well, quite you. a few of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so, I'm going to hopefully try to throw some more business your way. Yeah. Oh, thank you. From other stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So, we got to keep this going. To get this, well, I intend to keep it going, but I want to, I want to, you know, I want the world. I want 10 million listeners worldwide and to be able to write exactly. laws even for uh, Islamic fundamentalist countries, uh, assuming that, hoping the folks don't get killed in the process. I mean, that's my goal. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go worldwide. You know. Hey, we got the English speaking world. We've got actually the audience is growing. The U.S. share is uh, is being taken over by uh, Canada, Australia, uh, New Zealand, and England are greatly increasing their share uh, of our audience. So we're, we're we're an international show, big time, which is great. Okay, awesome. I want to hear. Is, is yeah. Bianchi on here? No, he's not. It's just you and me. 
Um, but uh, yeah. sometimes when I, I ramble incoherently enough, Bianchi lets me go. <laughs> so I, so it actually worked out <laughs> today. You know, it, it was kind of cool. So what I want to do is we've got time. So let's get the entire story. I want to know how you heard about these people. I didn't get a chance to get to Brunson. So tell me how you heard about it, where, what, you, what you think of it, what, uh, you know, the, 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 the facts of the case, who these people are, uh, the Zoom call, everything. So just you got the floor. Okay. Well, this is a Supreme Court case. It's called Brunson versus Alma, A-L-M-A, S. Adams. If anybody wants to go look it up, you can look it up right in the Supreme Court case, or you can come over to our website, Action Radio Election Integrity Project, and um, I've got it all documented on there and how you can help if you want to help, because we would, this case is phenomenal. It's this once-in-a-lifetime case. Um, three brothers, there's actually four brothers, but three of them are really involved in, in the, the legal action of, but uh, one of the, none of them are lawyers, and one of the brothers uh, was mad at some banks, and so he started suing them. He learned how to sue them. I think he did well with it. Um, but when they saw how there were so many legislators that had so many issues with the 2020 elections. They had a lot of treason. They had a lot of evidence, and they kept bringing it uh, to our government, and our government would not investigate it. And so that's the the main uh, stance behind this case, is that there, over 100 legislators did nothing, never investigated any of it. So they've put all these people, and if you look at the bill, I have the bill on our website. It names all 388 people, and it's going to take out our president. Well, you want to call him our president, the administration. I wouldn't use the expression the right "take out" just because I want to make sure that everybody's really no, clear. Uh, exactly, we exactly. We don't want to. And this way, if you make a mistake, just say we want to remove him from. Yes. Well, he's not in office. We want to they take him out of the White House. We want to uh, exactly. try him for for treason yeah, for not. stealing the government. Yeah. <laughs> And we don't, we don't, and just, and just, well, just because that's the one case. thing someone will pick up on. That's, that's yes. the only reason I interrupted you, but just, just because I want to make yeah, it really clear. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No problem. Um, absolutely. Um, I, I get you back. It's, it's a civil case. So there's no, there's nobody, I don't know that any, I don't know that would, there would be jail time or anything from this, but um, they would remove it from office and see all these 388 people would never be allowed to hold public office again. So, and this includes our president, uh, our vice president, it includes Pence because he did nothing to help get this investigated, and it includes all the names that are on this list. But what, what's very interesting to me about it is that it, it, it shows who all the senators are that would be removed. It shows all mm-hmm. the House representatives that would be removed. And at the very end of it, it, it says between 1 and 100, Jane and John Doe. And I'm like, I want to know who those people okay. are. Okay, so, let, let, um, let me question that. They don't even want to say who they are. So, so we're talking about. So they've named the principals, and you name Mike Pence, who is the the first person in American history to seal his own election for the other side. Yes. <laughs> which is kind of fascinating. Exactly. Um, but uh, and so when they say 385 people, are these the people that voted for Brandon? 388. 388. Okay, so these are the, members of Congress, senators, and representatives, right? And those are named, yeah, or they're not named. They're all named. There's okay, so those are ones are named. Go, yeah, go look all at right. the website and you can see all the names. And it, uh-huh. it, I didn't count them all, but there's 388, so there must be like 
maybe 288 listed. I don't know. I guess I could count. Well, let's do some but, quick um, math. But then so there's a con- right, hang on, hang on. Let's, uh, let's do some quick math here because I want to I want to um, go over this a little bit. So there's 535 members of, of the House and the Senate, right? You've got 100 senators, okay? And you've got 435 representatives. So let's go 535 minus 48. Diane? Do what? All right, so... so I didn't understand Well, no, so I'm just getting the numbers. So it's 388 people that they're uh, uh, claiming, you know, violated the Constitution, didn't talk on the election fraud. All right, so 388. So that equals... 147. That's very interesting because 147 members of the House are the ones that voted against Brandon when the battleground states came up. So there's something, okay. there's a little, there's the, there were 12 senators and I think 147, oh, let's, let's go minus 12 and see what I get. 135. Okay. So what, what I'm finding is, is that I'm wondering if the same senators and representatives that uh, either pledged to or actually voted against Brandon, because a lot of them did. You know, those votes were not unanimous by any stretch of the imagination. So there was, and of course, they were all Republicans, um, that uh, 12 senators and I think 147 House members, we can check the congressional record on that, uh, voted against Brandon. But that's very close to the amount of people, which means the other 388 uh, are the people that voted for Brandon. And the ones that refuse to hear the election, um, you know, the election flaws, the election crimes. I find that interesting. So it does seem to match up almost, almost exactly. Yeah, pretty close. Hmm. Well, I mean, okay. if you have those names, we can compare them. Oh, and, except for the 12 uh, senators, unless if, they're doing just the House members. Are they doing House members or Senate, senators included? Both. They're both okay. on here. So, we're, so, so if my memory serves me correctly, we're, we're just the 12 senator discrepancy. But that's pretty – so that, that actually lines up really well then. So that's what they're talking about. So the people, the, the patriots that voted uh, for Trump electors or voted not to certify the Brandon fraudulent electors uh, are almost the same number as their opposite, who not only voted for the Brandon electors, but also voted not to investigate the election. Okay. That's what this Just is. Cur- yeah. Okay. Just curious. Yeah, that's exactly what this They named okay. the House of Representatives first, mm-hmm. and then there's tons of them. And then you go mm-hmm. down, that's on, I don't know, page of the the writ one two and then you go down to the third page fourth page and then it tells the oh that's the fifth page there's a lot of names so, <laughs> yeah it takes a while to write them all out <laughs> and then yeah. it gets down I, to the bottom and it, and it says the senators and there's of course there's not as many of them but um, well if you yeah, yeah it's, this, it's this. written really well how many senators it would be it would be 88 senators well, there's two for every state Right. So 12 senators voted um, for Trump electors that would leave 88 senators that didn't. Okay, but there's Just, 50 states, isn't there? Two senators uh-huh. for each state. Uh-huh. So okay. Well, uh, okay. I'll tell you what we'll do. After, after the show sometime, we'll compare it to the congressional record, which had the people that voted for Brandon and who voted against. So you can check okay, the congressional so record. the 12 out of that. Yeah, there's something, there's a little discrepancy there, I'm not quite sure. We'll figure it out. Uh, if you go to the congressional record on January 6th, um, which you can do also, we'll compare it with this case, and we'll, we'll do some homework before next week, and we'll have a better explanation okay. for this. But they do seem to line up rather well. The people that voted for the, the Brandon electors are also, which makes sense, are the same ones who voted not to investigate the 2020 election. Okay. 
therefore maintaining the coup. Yeah. Okay. Back to your well, case. Um, mm-hmm. These guys, um, the three brothers, they, you know, they don't have a lawyer, and they learned all this themselves, and they actually wrote two cases, and they wanted to see which one they could get to the Supreme Court first. They sound like they're just wonderful people, but um, mm-hmm. really true patriots. And so they ended up getting um, stuck in the Tenth Court of Appeals. It just kind of got stopped there. One of them did. And um, so the brother that had been suing the banks, he really started digging into it, and he found an emergency way to get around it. And he mm-hmm. ended up turning this into an emergency petition or emergency writ. And it uh, it got to the clerks of the Supreme Court, and they actually seemed to really like the case. And they were telling these guys what they needed to add into the case. And they have the clerks you're saying? an emergency case. Yes, yeah, the Supreme right. Court, court clerk actually mm-hmm. help them. And, so um, now, so this this is this is really fascinating. So what we've got in our government, there's there's two types of people in the government. Well, actually three. They're the ones that don't care. They're just there for the, the benefits in retirement. Right? So they're the slugs. That would be probably like half yeah. the government. Total slugs. Totally worthless. Yeah. Should be fired. All right. You've got dedicated Marxist activists. All right, which support the Brandon coup, which uh, you know think that Obama is a legitimate president, and, and want don't care about the Constitution. They just want they just want power. They're basically Marxist dictators. And money. And, the other, yeah. and money. Yeah. So they so they want power and money and control. All right. So those are the people who started removed from government forever and ever. Then you've got, and this is the group we don't know about yet, but there's a certain amount of whistleblowers, of people that believe that, that want to make America great again, that are Trump supporters. They still have a not even. <laughs> they still have a conscience. They're decent people. They think the government is supposed to protect, you know, life, liberty, and property. And they haven't Those been threatened the, or... Well, they, probably, they have, probably have been threatened. The whistleblowers have been threatened. But these are, these are some of those yeah. folks are in the Supreme Court clerk's office, and they're helping. Yes. Chaos theory. Yes, Listen to the beginning of the show. This is chaos theory. This is the rebellion. This is resetting the reset. This is how it's going to be done. Individuals taking individual action to counter the control of, of the dictatorship. Now, this That's is fascinating. being a hero. Yeah. Well, that's well, not for heroic reasons. They're doing it because it's the right thing to do. It's, you know, action radio. We don't do, we're not trying to be heroes here. We're just trying to get our freedom. No, I'm talking about the clerk. The clerks are definitely heroes, but they probably don't consider yeah. themselves as such. But anyway, tell me about the clerks. I want to hear more. No. Well, he ended up, um, this particular clerk told him how to do it, how how to speed it up, what language that needed to be added to it, and that, mm-hmm. and that they needed to hurry up. And, and mm-hmm. these brothers said, well, we can get it done in two weeks. And he, this clerk said, that's not fast enough. Mm-hmm. And they actually, the printer, they have to print it and bind it and all this other stuff. And it's, there's a lot of very specific steps that have to be done before it's ready to go. But they actually got it there in one week instead of two. And so that was. Is that because of the uh, session? In, in order to be, uh, is that in order to be considered this session of the Supreme Court? So the decisions come out in January. Because well, they're hearing cases now. This, was, this all happened October twentieth, and this is twenty twenty two. That was right. So there was a, the yeah, of the there clerk. was a, yep. But so there was a deadline. Yeah, they, they wanted to get in this session. Yes. Well, and and the date that they picked, I don't know. That's the most appropriate date they could have ever picked where these judges are going to hear this case. And it's going to be January 6th. See, that's not a coincidence. You want to talk about chaos theory? That's not a coincidence. 
That's now. Here's a question for you too. Oh no, this is perfect. This is definitely by design because it's going to be the counter. This is how you counter on whatever else is going to happen January sixth. So all the protests, all the government things, all the they're going to try and resurrect the January sixth committee because they but they won't be able to because the Republicans will have the House. And let's see what the geldings do. But here's a question for you. A little off topic. But do you think the same people that helped these folks, the Brunsons, get their case before the Supreme Court, release the Roe v. Wade decision early? What do you bet? I don't know. Betcha, betcha. Yeah. The reason I think so is everybody thinks thinks that liberals did that. I don't think so. I think conservatives did that in order to boost morale and show that the Supreme Court was actually going to do something right for the first time in a long time. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I think that another thing, um, there, um, I did read in here where it would reinstate Trump. So if this is passed, so that would be pretty awesome. Now, I have a theory too. Now, the Constitution, 20, uh, 22nd Amendment. Let me bring this up for you here. So let me throw something else in the the 22nd Amendment. So if Trump comes in now, can he run in 2024? And here's, here's the yeah. point. That, uh, From what he can't. I've heard. And, and what have you heard? And, and where, what's count. the source? What? It won't count because? I, I can't source it. This won't count against him. He'd be able to run uh, in 2024. This should not count. So he gets his term back, but it's not counted as a full and, term. That's what you're Go ahead. Yeah, and I had it had to be after January reinstated for this to all come mm-hmm. to effect. That he couldn't if he got reinstated before yep. January, then this would have counted as a second term. Right, that's what I all heard. Right. And I don't have documentation on that, but I I do. <laughs> I'm going to read it to you right now. Amendment 22, Section 1: No person shall be elected to the office of the president more than twice, and no person who has held the office of president or acted as president for more than two years of a term to which some other person was elected president shall be elected to the office of the president more than once. And the language isn't exactly applicable directly, but it is, in fact, that if, uh, if Trump, who had his elections stolen, holds office in this less than two years, which is January 21st, it's not counted as a term against him, not counted as a second term. That's how yeah. he does it. So this is all falling into place. Isn't it? Mm, how about that? 22nd Amendment. I've been mm-hmm. talking about the 22nd Amendment for over a year. Yeah. Uh-huh. See all the fun we have here? There's your source. Yeah. That's awesome. Back to you, Diane. You're... <laughs> I had heard it. I just couldn't source it. No, no just, okay. you know, and, and if I can't, we can always look it up too. But I want to know where you heard it because I want to know if this is circulating because it doesn't exactly apply to the Trump situation, but it really it does and it doesn't. You know, in other words, it well, wasn't you would know designed. That situation wouldn't even happen. Well, exactly. It wasn't designed for a coup because when you read it, you know, let's go back and read this again because this, this actually is very critical because this might be the basis upon which Trump comes back. And I know what the left is going to say. I'll tell you right now what they're going to say. It's, uh, let me just get real specific here. And in fact, I, I, I sort of discounted this for a little bit just because I was concerned about this section. This is a no person who has held the office of president or acted as president. Okay, so he, he, he hold, Trump holds the office of president now, legally, all right, because he won the election, uh, or acted as president. Well, that's Brandon. 
for more than two years of a term to which some other person was elected president. So here's what it says. Some other person was elected. Okay. In other words, it's designed for a Kennedy situation where Kennedy was assassinated. Right. Lyndon Johnson wasn't elected, but he assumed the office because he was vice president. Well, he got to run again. Yeah. Because he, he served yeah. less than two years because Kennedy was assassinated in 63 or four. Whatever it was, less than two years. That's what this is designed for. And I forgot when the when was the Twenty Second Amendment adopted? Nineteen fifty one. So that would have been six years after World War II. That would have been Eisenhower. Anyway, so the so where the only question is is because Trump was elected president, and it says here for a term of two years to which some other person was elected president shall be elected to the office of president more than once. So what they're going to have to well, you guys, they'll have to say that you guys determined Brandon was the president. He really wasn't, but you said he was. Therefore, Trump saying he was not the president actually allows us to use the 22nd Amendment because we can say to the coup, you said Trump wasn't president. So when you say to an office in which somebody else was elected, you know, even though he was elected, you said he wasn't. Therefore, Brandon is the one who this applies to, and Trump gets to uh, take over his, his term uh, even, you know, uh, once it gets corrected great election correction and that still allows him to run in 24 as long as he assumes office after january 20th because yeah. that was the inauguration then, yeah. because the inauguration is january 20th so january 21st so 1201 a.m january 22nd or january 21st fair game and trump gets to run please come back <laughs> exactly yeah now I've always waited. I've always been hoping for an election correction. I was hoping the Brandon electors would be overturned. That's, that's why I had uh, hope. You know, with, with Wendy Rogers on the show from Arizona, I'm like, "Where's your audit? You know, how come it's not? What's what's going on here? Politics. Things happen. Stuff's not working." But I've I've talked about yeah. the the uh, the battleground states, uh, the states with Trump elected. <clears throat> See, this is the Achilles heel. This is the part that uh, this is why the January sixth committee is here. It's here to maintain the coup, to maintain the lies that Brandon is the president to say that there are no Trump electors because of the Trump electors ever surface. That's why I'm trying to get them all thrown in jail. Right. There are Trump electors from the state legislatures of Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, Michigan, um, let's see, Minnesota, um, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. They all have Trump electors, alternate slates of electors. There's two electors from those states. Now, if Mike Pence were an honorable Vice President, if you were fulfilling his constitutional duty, he would have sent all those electors back and said, you guys sort this out. If you can't sort it out, then we got to yep. vote on it. But they, but they didn't vote on it. They held a coup. <clears throat> See, I don't know if we've talked about this. I just want to go this for really, really quickly. The whole purpose of bringing the Trump supporters into the Capitol was so the coup could take place under the Capitol. The arms could be twisted. These folks could be forced to vote for the Brandon electors over the Trump electors. That is the coup. So what happened above the Capitol was all show, was all distraction. That's why the Capitol Hill police opened the doors. That's why the restricted signs were taken away. That's why the speaker was up top. That's why Ray Epps urged everybody to go in. That's why Black Lives Matter and Antifa and the FBI operatives broke into the Capitol while Trump was still speaking. See, the fact that Trump, see, I think this is part, people forget this too. Trump started a speech an hour late. Trump usually doesn't do that. I mean, he might be 10 or 15 minutes late, but he's usually on time, pretty much, right? So if he started an hour, the fact that he started an hour late means that the Trump supporters, you know, left 45 minutes later for the Capitol than they would have. So the coup was already underway with Antifa, Black Lives Matter, 
FBI operatives, dressed, all dressed as Trump supporters, who broke into the Capitol, or actually walked into the Capitol, uh, they created some, some stuff outside. They were outside. let in. They, did, yeah, they opened the yeah, door. They So why would you need to break into the Capitol if the doors are open? Right? And why yeah. would the doors be open if it wasn't part well, of the Well, and show? there was no weapons. No weapons oh, yeah, yeah. at all. Yeah. Found, so how can that be? But the point <laughs> is that the, the, the argument falls apart. Yeah, so we, yeah, and it was an insurrection. But the thing that people don't talk about, they talk about what happened above. That's the distraction. What you really want to talk about, excuse me, is what happened under the Capitol. And not a single okay, see, I haven't heard major, that. not a single major reporter, except me, you know, has asked the question, <laughs> what happened under the Capitol for seven hours? It's not in the congressional record. Nobody in Congress has talked about it. No reporter has asked about it. The missing seven hours under the Capitol when the Senate and the House were meeting. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. What happened? Because that's when it happened. That's when it had to have happened. It couldn't have happened any other time. Congress wasn't meeting secretly any other time. Make sense? So they strong armed. They strong armed. The oh hell yeah! You bet they them. did. Okay, I can uh-huh. see that. Now even some people still hmm. resisted. Yeah. People voting against it, but they didn't have the majority. So all they needed was the, the majority. And once they got the majority, I this is what makes sense. Oh no, oh, okay. Well, I've been talking about for for a little while. <laughs> You know, in fact, we had people there January. 6th. Jonathan Mosley and Josie Cassie were there January sixth. They were calling us live on we had on the air live reports January sixth. Go back to our January sixth show; it's fascinating. We had an anniversary show okay. a year later. We're going to do another anniversary show. We're going to you know, we're going to be, you know January sixth is a big day around here. We had Stuart Rhodes, founder of the Oath Keepers, call us from the Oklahoma Federal Prison. He called Jonathan and was working with him. Jonathan puts it on the air. We've got two recordings of Stuart Rhodes from the Oklahoma Federal Prison. We do amazing things well, here. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. this January 6th, we'll have some really good news from the Supreme Court. Okay, good. Well, it tell me more about it. It only takes four of them. Well, it only takes four of them to pass this. And this is not, they're not going to determine the whole case this day. They're just going to determine if they're going to see it, if it's going to happen. They're going to actually do, look at the case themselves. So, mm-hmm. But we yep. only need four to pass it. And, and I'm almost positive that we've got that. Well, we've got so, two. Um, but you need you need two of the uh, uh, of uh, the, the frat boy club. You know you need you need uh, two of Alito, not Alito. The only two ju- decent justices on the court right now are Sam Alito and Clarence Thomas. The other ones have voted to take the Texas case. If they take in the Texas case, the Brunson case wouldn't be necessary because the Texas case challenged the other yeah. states, challenged the election, saying it is it is disenfranchising Texas voters to have vote fraud in these other states. They're taking away the votes of Texas, <laughs> and they were absolutely right. Okay. So, I, I, go ahead. I think it's going to make them look like they are, um, the way that they explained it, if you look at the video of, the, of Lloyd Brunson speaking about did, it, he tells... Did you post that, by the which, way? Which... Um, is, is that on yeah, election integrity? Does. The, the conversations it's there. Okay, I've, I've got radio election integrity it. project on yep. Facebook. Yep, I've heard the first but half hour, so um, I got part of it. So, yeah, go ahead. He explains what justices he thinks that they have and what they don't have, and he thinks that they've got it. So because it it's going to make the other ones look like they're not defending our country if they don't. So um, it, hopefully they will do the right thing and pass this. And he was asking for help from our from the community. If you want Who to he? reach out and you want to do, Lloyd Brunson is asking okay. for people to write letters, but. Um, and 
I put that on, there's a sample letter that you can mail into the, to the uh, Supreme Court, and you can also please mail a copy to the brothers of your letter, and all the addresses are right there on Facebook. And, uh, but if there's a sample letter, of, it's just encouraging the Supreme Court to do, to help. And then you also had another idea where we could. Yeah, because I don't think the, I don't think you can, the letters really have the effect that we want. Now, what I want to do is I want to get uh, as I think but more about this. I'm learning for the letters. So oh yeah, okay. So definitely I right. I mean, it's not going to hurt. Themselves. I mean, I just don't think it's going to help as much as, yes. as they do. But they're they're sort of new to the process. What you need is what's called a friend of the court brief. And I got Pian Kendall, and I'll bring him on in just a second. A uh, friend of the court brief. That's what the Supreme Court reads. Okay, that's like your 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 complaint letter. It's like your your letter to Congress. That's the equivalent. But it's a legal form. And so we've actually had it. Jonathan has put us on friend of the court briefs. So Action Radio has already been a part of, of Supreme Court cases. I really want to do a friend of the court briefs. So what I want to do is there's two people I want involved in the process. Um, and that's uh, Jonathan Mosley and Roger Roots. And Roger was, used to work with FIJA, the Fully Informed Jury Association. Uh, he's a professor out west. He's the one that spent two hours with us talking about how all that western land is not federal. The Constitution prohibits the federal government from, from stealing state land. The only land they can have is D.C., the land under military installations and, and docks and, and arsenals, and the land at the border, right at the actual border. That is it. Everything in the states is illegal. Okay? That's Roger Roots. To the states. Then Roger Roots, exactly. So Roger Roots also worked with the Bundys. Remember when the Bundys had all their land stolen by the Bureau of Land Management? And when they tried to get it back, they, they uh, tried to put him in jail for life, and a whole bunch of people showed up with rifles and said to the BLM, you know, F you. <laughs> that, that was America yeah. at its finest. We need that spirit back again. And so if we, I'm, I'm going to try to run off the air, uh, and Jonathan, and uh, let's see, if, and especially if we can get the Brunsons on the show, which I really want to do. But I want to do more than everybody else. Everybody else just talks about him. And what I've heard of the conversation um, with uh, the, the, uh, the Rumble, the video on Rumble, is it's more talking, you know, right, well, writing letters, that's an action step. I want to take a real action step. We need to rally the folks. We need to, uh, to do something pretty big here. I'd actually like to do some corrective legislation, um, but that may not be necessary. The court may be the way to go, but Jonathan and, and Roger, both lawyers, will know what to do about that. Uh, let me just comment on that, and I'll bring on Pianchi, and then uh, we can continue with the Brunson case. By the way, I, I love this. This is so different than anything else anybody else has done. They're, they're like, they're one of us. They're actor. They're action radio people. They're, they're great. Anyway, go ahead. Tell me what you think. Then I'll get Pianki. Okay. Do I want to go in twice? I really want to help. Okay. Well, we're definitely going to help. Yeah, we'll just see what. Pianki, let's get you in the conversation here. What do you think about the Brunson case that you know about it, or my uh, my my rather lengthy ramblings on chaos theory uh, and my description of the of <laughs> the state of freedom in the world? Well, you know the, the federal government. Is not supposed to own state land, mm-hmm. and she's right. Other than the ones you mentioned, and uh, the courts is not going to install the president. That's still left up to the state. The state's got the ability to straighten twenty twenty out, and have had the ability to do so. They just won't mm-hmm. do it. And what you yeah. want the courts to do is to force them or tell them, which they already did with the Texas suit. Courts cannot. That's that's up to the state. And this was brought about when people questioned the validity of the 13th and 14th Amendment. And looking at the Federal Register of the, the Congress people that was present to vote, they say that there was not enough on those two amendments. And that's one of the reasons why come 
the 14th Amendment wasn't finally ratified by the state of Kentucky until 1976, and, and then the 13th ratified by Miss, Mississippi until 1995, because that was the question they had. Well, let's bring it back to the Brunson case, um, because what you're saying is absolutely true, that the states should have, could have, and, and by all means, you know, by all rights, uh, uh, I don't know why they didn't, but they should have ratified the, the Trump electors. You know, once they found vote fraud in their state, Arizona especially, should have already ratified the Trump electors. They've got massive vote fraud. They had not. They proved it. Okay. Um, but they didn't do that. So what this case does is something different. They're not the, – this, this case will not force the states to ratify the Trump electors. It does something different. So, Diane, I want you to go back to and, and talk about exactly what it does do in terms of what the courts can do as opposed to what they can't do. They can't force the states to, to uh, um, vote for the Trump electors, but they can do something else. And this is where the courts are actually useful. So tell me more about the case and what, what the, the goal of this is. Okay. Well, first off, it um, – the reason that they did the case is because the all the people involved, it was – well, there was 100, over 100 different – legislators that brought treasonous information proof um, to, and I don't know who they brought it to because it doesn't only state, but they they were calling for an investigation. And, and that's the, the premise of this entire case is that there was never an investigation done and that these people were basically derelict in their duty and against the United States because they didn't do an investigation. So um, they will be removed from office for basically dereliction of duty. And, and also they were proving that it was crimes uh, from uh, outside of the country and it's treason. So um, they they will just be removed. And that this would I, – and I did read in here, I need to find it, but it did say it would reinstate Trump. And none of these people that are to be removed could ever hold a public office again. Yeah. Well, the states do have the power. The states have the power to remove a congressperson or a U.S. senator. Well, I don't know about. Okay, here I can read that. This it says this case uncovers a serious national security breach that is unique, Russian, and due to the serious nature of this case, it involves the possible removal of a sitting president and vice president of the United States, along with members of the United States Congress, while deeming them unfit from ever holding office under federal, state, county, or local government found within the United States of America. And at the same time, the trial court also has the authority to be validated by this court to authorize the swearing in of the legal and rightful heirs for president and vice president of the United States. In addition, there are two doctors that conflict with each other found in this case affecting every court in this country. These doctrines are known as the doctrine of equitable maximum and the doctrine of object principle of justice, equitable, equitable maxims created by this court, which the lower court used to dismiss this case, case sets in direct violation of the object principle of justice, also partially created by this court, supported by other courts and constitutional policy. <laughs> uh, this That's the problem with having the whole court the case. Yeah, there's a lot of extra verbiage. So we need to kind of, and they can yeah. do that... Uh, they can do that by denying electors for going toward any of those people that they say shouldn't hold office in the future because it's the states they elect 
that top office of vice president and president. Yeah. Well, let me let me go so over something I found out here. The, the speaker of the right. house, the president, and the vice president. <laughs> like who takes over now? I don't know about the speaker, but uh, you know, see, the states oh, have more power. Yeah, that Pelosi is a Calif- is a California product, but the and see if the states deny or withhold their suppose you got a president that falls under those descriptions that you the first no suppose you got a candidate that falls under that description you just got you uh, saying well if there's a list that the states say we will not uh, we will not send electors to vote for this person then they don't have to. Yeah, but that's not happening. It, a, it, we all know what should happen. I mean, the, in the, in the, the way this should have worked is that the Trump electors should have come forward and the members of Congress, they should have investigated and where, where was the vote Trump fraud was found. should have came forward, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Trump oh, yeah. Uh, should have called them to come mm-hmm. forward. And there was, if, there was, if the states wanted their electors back, they should have, he should have gave them back to them. That's mm-hmm. where the power comes from. Pence's yeah. powers at the federal level comes from the state. And people today just don't want to uh, take all those responsibilities. No. Well, this is the story of the whole coup is the fact that the, the people that should do their job haven't. The courts haven't looked at the evidence. The Supreme Court hasn't taken the cases. The states haven't put forward their Trump electors. They haven't even debated the Brandon electors. You know, they let the, the, gov- the Democrat governors and secretaries of state put them forward, and they don't have the power to do that. It comes from the legislators. So the legislators aren't doing their job. Nobody's doing their job. A few people are, but not enough. Let me get back to the case. I want to, I want to sort of clear this up. I want to concentrate on that. Uh, we know what the states can okay, do and should do. Because i got a couple of things that, that, might read, uh, that I found, too, that might help. Anyway, go ahead with your stuff, Diane. What do you found? Okay, this is the order in judgment. There's two different things that I have the um, Facebook page. And this one okay. says, uh, Mr. Brunson filed a pro se civil action in Utah State Court right. against hundreds of members of Congress, President Joseph Biden, President Vice President Kamala Harris and former Vice President Michael Pence. He alleged that before accepting the electoral votes on January 6, 2021, defendants intentionally refused to investigate evidence that the November 2020 presidential election was fraudulent. Mr. Brunson likened defendants' conduct to an act of war against the United States Constitution that violated their oath to uphold the Constitution and his right to participate in an honest and fair election. He advanced constitutional tort and promissory estoppel claims and sought almost $3 billion in damages. He also asked for injunctive relief, including removal of defendants from office and reinstatement of Donald Trump as president of the United States. The rest of it is a lot of. Okay, so let's 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 kind of analyze this because this is really important. So, here's, <laughs> as we talked about before, the real coup took place uh, under the Capitol when a bunch of Trump supporters were taking selfies and were later arrested and thrown in jail to make sure nobody did that again. And you notice there'd been no big protests, so it worked. So the real coup, as yeah. we have said since the since the real January 6th, we're going on two years now. The real coup is the arm twisting and the. Uh, the events that happened under the Capitol while Congress was there, the full House and the Senate were under uh, the Capitol building, you know, and nobody's report on what's happened. Okay, so, so this is where the arm twisting went on. So the question is that they're trying, as I see this, is that when uh, the votes came up after they emerged 
from getting their arms twisted when the coup took place under the Capitol. When they came back seven hours later and they all voted in lockstep to accept Brandon, that's when this violation occurred that they're talking about. That the, the, individual, the individual states were, they actually took votes in for all rubber stamp. Anybody, you know, opposed uh, who, you know, there, were, there was no time for questions. There was nothing. There was none of the normal proceedings. See, what was supposed to happen was that the very first battleground state, Arizona, alphabetically, Arizona was the first of the battleground states. They were supposed to get up and, uh, and see whether one senator and one member of the House were, wanted to challenge the election and go back and debate it. Okay? You will notice that the coup started as soon as Arizona was called because they had to stop any challenge, anybody speaking for or against uh, the investigation of the Arizona election in terms of the Brandon versus the Trump electors. So while the Trump people were still walking to the Capitol because Trump started his speech an hour late, I bet you that was intentional. I don't know. I can't prove it. Or, or it's just one of those things. But for whatever reason, Trump started an hour late. The Trump supporters never got there by the time the Arizona challenge came up. See, this is the big key to the whole thing. They had to start the coup. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, FBI operatives, whoever else was there, dressed as Trump supporters, had to go into the Capitol and stop Arizona from, being, uh, from having its process, having the questions, and having uh, the Senate and the House split up to debate whether the, the delegates, uh, the, the Brandon electors were, or Trump electors, you know, were the ones that should uh, be validated. They had to stop that process. So are you saying that Trump was involved? I'm saying Trump might have known this was going to happen. He might have started his speech an hour late to make sure the Trump supporters weren't there to start the coup. That would have to be a big conspiracy right there. Even though the people that attended his rally, it's nothing Mm -hmm. they could have done. It's nothing that they they could have done. Yeah, they couldn't have done anything. The the only people who can call those electors back is that state (laughs) themselves, the state legislature, and uh, that they don't do it. Courts can't can't tell you, you know, courts ain't going to rule on this. They're not going to do it because they can't do it. Nobody has to listen to the courts on that. And you really don't want to set that type of president. That's what courts say, well, his man should have been put, he should be the president. Heck no, let the states do what they're supposed to. Yeah. Now, didn't, yeah, didn't Trump request that the, the National Guard come in and Pelosi said no? So that could have well, that's part made of the Trump aware that, that there's the going to be a. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. So, and Trump was this aware of that and tried to want to keep his people away from the fray. I would, I would buy into that, but I'm sure he has spies everywhere too. Well, let's think about so that for a second. So if you, if you see that the National Guard's been called off, if you see that the Capitol's being cleared out, if, uh, you know, and if you wanted to keep your supporters away before the – because everybody Same. knew Arizona was going to be the first challenge. Everybody knew Arizona was going to be up for a challenge. And they knew about when Arizona was going to come up. They knew when the, the House and Senate would be called to order. It's all prescribed. It's all uh, – that's all that. So I just find it fascinating that Trump, of all times, to start his speech an hour late, started an hour late, knowing that when he finished, after calling for a peaceful uh, support of the constitutional process, that his folks would take 45 minutes to walk to the Capitol. Now, what people forget is what they were, what they were doing at the Capitol. They weren't there to stop anything. They were there to encourage. They wanted the challenge to the states. They wanted those challenges to go through. The last thing they wanted to do was stop Congress from meeting. See, people forget that, too. Trump 
supporters were there to support the constitutional process. So in order for the coup to function, they had to make the Trump supporters look like they were overthrowing the government, that they were stopping the process. And that's when the, uh, the, the activists, you know, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and uh, FBI operatives, you know, created a violent situation. They're the ones that created the violence because they had to make the Trump supporters look Ray violent Epps. to stop yeah. the process. And then Ray Epps and everybody else. Yeah. And that was the excuse to get people under the Congress, uh, the members under the, under the Capitol, so they could twist their arms and have them come up later and then uh, do the fraudulent vote for Brandon. Now, with yeah, the, the National Guard, the National Guard would have only showed up because of a riot. That's it. The National Guard has no influence over Congress. Okay? The people that came from Trump's rally would not went inside on the Congress floor, on the congressional floor. So everything goes on with the people on the congressional floor who represent states. And uh, that's where the problem is. And this is probably the first time anything like this has ever been done. Plus, you got Congress people who, you know, Congress people really are dumb. You look at what they've done the day before they were doing, uh, became elected, they don't really belong there. Anybody could be there if that's the case. It could have been auto mechanics. It could have been librarians or whatever. <laughs> Probably would have been better if it had. <laughs> let's uh, let's bring in our eyewitness to January 6th, uh, Josie, who was there. Josie, go ahead. Hey, good morning. Uh, the reason we went to uh, D.C., it was to support our president. And we wanted uh, for everything uh, to be uh, shown to the people that they were stealing the election at the time, and we knew it. But you mentioned a few minutes ago that if Trump knew, and that's why he delayed uh, an hour because we were an hour late, and it took us 45 minutes, yeah, a little bit more than that, to walk all the way from the uh, Washington Monument to the uh, Capitol. And and there were so many people, we couldn't go towards the front. We had to be in the back, my group. Um, But... I'm pretty sure Donald Trump knew exactly what was happening since they did not want the National Guard because they told us before we left that we didn't have to worry that we were going to be protected. So we didn't worry, no guns, no this, no nothing. We're allowed to uh, to come in. Uh, you know, you you cannot bring no weapons at all in D.C., and um, so I'm pretty sure Donald Trump knew what was happening because how did he get a hold of a few computers from Nancy Pelosi's desk, which that's what they're after right now. Well, so, the, the key thing you said, Josie, is that when you got there, everybody else was there. So a lot of people, if, what yes. they, if they said what they say, that these were Trump supporters, then what they would have done were part of uh, opening a line for you, like part of the Red Sea, so you could go right on up front. But you didn't. You yep. was in the back of everything because you arrived late. And you were coming from the Trump rally. When he said, yeah. I know this what you're going to do, do it peacefully, he didn't tell you to go up there and get in front. He told you to no, go there no. and, and you could only stay outside. You couldn't have went in on the congressional floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and I believe they were tracking everybody with their phone somehow, but we didn't have good reception. After I finished talking to Greg, we were coming in, 
uh, towards the monument. And once we got closer to the Trump rally, we didn't have no service at all. Our phones were not working at all to send messages or recording or anything like that. They were like, we didn't have service. Freezing to death, no coffee place, even though I don't drink coffee or tea, no areas at all to to, to buy something warm because uh, the mayor says she wanted to see Trump supporters freeze to death. And it literally, if you didn't bring enough gear, it was the coldest day I felt uh, in D.C. It was horrible. The winds, and it was just <clears throat> ugly. Uh, and then and then towards 5 o'clock, the word was going around that there was a curfew, and people will, will be arrested if they were not in their cars by 6 o'clock. And let me tell you, Greg, I had a severe pain on my right knee from arthritis, and it got worse because of the cold weather. I couldn't hardly walk. I was almost in tears walking towards the bus. We barely made it at 6 o'clock, and a lot of people that did not make it in time because they were far away, they got arrested. They got arrested because oh. of the curfew, and then they're blaming them that that they were in the Capitol, and it is not true at all. Not true. Well, you know, uh, another thing, the disregard the mayor of D.C., she don't count. She's just a that's there. You have to ask, Greg, why did they want this to happen? Well, anything before that, up to that, you, it doesn't relate. But what came after Biden got in office? And I'm saying this, Ukraine and Russia. Part of it. But the, they, the government wanted to steal the government for themselves. They wanted to be – the government wanted to choose the government. They didn't want Trump. So they could Trump do what's going on system. in Ukraine and Russia. No, Ukraine, Ukraine's, the, Ukraine's the, the money laundering bank for the, the deep state Republicans. And All this is Ukraine's that's part how of they make well, the now, money. Well, there's, that's part of it because you've got a permanent war class all right, that always wants us to be at war somewhere. That's what Afghanistan was all about. We were there for 20 years for no reason whatsoever. Well, do you think we, we would have been at war if Donald Trump was in office? No, we would not have been. You think they no. would have been able to send billions and billions of dollars to the Ukraine if Donald Trump no, no. was in office? But that's part of it. Okay, those so billions. Let me put it simply: those billions come back around and filter into the campaign coffers of right. certain politics for sure. Right. Let me. Let me. I want to focus back on the on, on the election integrity aspect of this. The whole point of the government stealing the government is because Trump upset the system. It wasn't just the permanent war class in Ukraine and Afghanistan. It was everything. It was the Abraham Accords instead of the Palestinians. It was it was oil instead of green energy. It was a wall instead of illegal aliens. It was suppressing war all over the world and not having us go into places. It was dealing with North Korea. It was everything he did. It was making NATO pay their bills. Everything that Trump did was against business as usual in Washington. So the reason they wanted to coup and is you they know never what? wanted to – it wasn't Ukraine's part of it. You're right on but, that too. But all you're, of these you're things – You're right on that also. So all of these things, when Hillary and Obama and McConnell and, and uh, Schumer and all these folks got together and decided that they wanted to get Trump out of office and Fauci with COVID – all these people conspired. They used COVID. They had mail imbalance. They did all the fraud to, to get to, to make it look like Brandon won the election. And then and then when what Trump Donald came Trump to stop done, the deal, right? Go ahead. What Donald Trump done was disrupted the lunch tickets. Well, exactly. And the things but, you mentioned, and the things you mentioned from all, especially uh-huh. all, as I said, the, the Ukraine, the, the everything. It's disrupting the meal ticket of Congress mm-hmm. people 
that has been gobbling on this forever. This yep. is the corruption yep. that goes on, and that's why nothing ever right. gets done. Well, what was what was the yeah. rally called? Let's just bring it back to the, the rally itself because this is key to the, the Brunson case. Josie, remember what the rally was called? No, I don't remember. <laughs> Stop the Freedom steal. Rally. The rally was Stop called the Stop okay. the Steal. Okay, so we all knew oh, the yeah, election yeah, was yeah. stolen. It was called Stop <laughs> the Steal. Okay, so when was the election stolen? It was stolen on election day. It was stolen on December fourteenth. When all the Brandon electors were fraudulently voted for and Trump, remember when Trump electors were kept from voting in Michigan, other places, the police said to the Republican uh, uh, electors, you can't come in and vote. What do you mean? <laughs> you know, and the, the legislators that were that were due to elect the electors or, or cast their votes for president, they were, were barred. So that was stolen. So so Pence stole it on the 14th. The, the, the deep state stole it on election day. Pence stole it on the 14th, and it was stolen again on January 6th. But the whole purpose yeah. of January 6th was a rally in support of the challenge to stealing the election. So in order for the election to be successfully in, in, stolen, they had to stop the challenge. And that's what January 6th is all about. Pianchi. And Trump probably, and I, we can't say, and I would say that Trump probably had intelligence that this was the plan. Maybe that's the reason why come the rally was delayed an hour to let their part of the plan well, that's what I'm be put in effect. Yep. That way they couldn't so. say that the outcome that came out of the rally was in the people that was at the pro at the the coup of, uh, there at the uh, Capitol because mm-hmm. those people that was at the rally hadn't got there yet. That's what I've been saying for two years. Exactly. They weren't there yet. The fact that Trump spoke – now, I, I never thought of it until today that Trump actually might have known about it. Josie, you know about this military intel, intelligence stuff. What do you think? Do you think Trump had enough spies out there to know <laughs> that this coup was going to take yeah. place? I mean, it's hard to keep a secret in Washington. What do you think? Yes, and they allow it. They allow it. And even though a lot of people are upset with my my pants, and I was too kind of like we're finding now that he's part of the plan. So – they allow oh, I knew that. They allow everything uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they can show it to the people what they have done. So, yeah, Trump knew it all. We they probably are, intercepted. According to, they according probably to intercepted some of communication my, with him. And according to some of my friends, uh, Trump is uh, using uh, Space Force. Right now he's tracking Antifa. He's tracking the illegals. He's tracking it all. So, yeah. We will deport all the illegals. Yeah, that's where that's where I question. I don't I don't think we have the evidence of that yet. And you know what very, else too? I think, it's, I think it's worth speculating that Trump knew uh, that the challenge to his uh, I think that he knew that his stop the steal rally was being sabotaged because he knew as soon as the National Guard wasn't there, he knew as soon as the rally came down, he knew about Ray Epps the night before. You know, and so I don't think, uh, you know, I think there's more to this story. Anyway, go ahead, Bianca, then I have a question for Diane. Well, it may, you know, Leon Musk may have the ability to listen in on phone calls, certain phone calls. Oh, Elon Musk? Yeah. I think, yes, he does. He seemed to be pro the U.S. Constitution, should I say, and the Bill of Rights. So maybe he had information <laughs> that he could uh, pass on to Donald Trump. Hmm. Very possibly. I don't know. You know, this is where it gets very interesting uh, to see. Um, but, well, let's get back to the case. I want to make sure we, we cover all the ground. So because of what happened January 6th, because the coup happened, because they all let it happen, uh, whether Trump knew about it or not, I, that's, that's grounds for speculation. I, I, I'm thinking now that speech was, was done, as Josie says, um, 
to expose Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and FBI operatives as have, making sure that they go in first. And they're all on tape, and they all have the open doors to the Capitol. They had to go in first because that was the coup. Everybody else was there to support what Congress did. They were there to stop what Congress did, and that is the actual coup. So now let's get back to Brunson. So we've got about 15 minutes left. So now Brunson is seeking to correct that. How is that going to work? Wait, do you have some more insight for me on that, uh, Diane? I, if it passes, I don't know. In On January 6th, the justices go in and they vote to see if they're going to investigate the case. I, I, that's my understanding of it. So we're hoping okay. that they do. And if we, need, if we can get this, whatever you want, this writ, if we can get is, is it Roger Roots? Is that who it is? Roger Roots and Jonathan oh, Mosley are, are two our two lawyer friends of the show. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's. I'll be talking. I would love to get involved with that. And, and we've if we can already done the investigation. To... Well, let me tell you what the the, the case says. What I've, I've got something. I think I started this the other day. This is from the Truth Behind the Narrative. That's the website. Supreme Court, Brunson v. Alma S. Adams. I'm not sure who Adams is. We'll have to figure that out here. This is the lawsuit. Both laws, it's just two of them, right? That's the woman that's taking up, she's going to be defending all of the defendants. Who is she? So she's, I, I think, I don't know she's a lawyer. It, it tells it in the video. I'll have to go back and. Solicitor and, general or is, something like that. Who, who is she? She's obviously like representing the, she's representing the coup then, right? Well, one thing that I thought was just fascinating, and if you go back and you listen to the video, Every uh-huh. state's attorney had the right to stop this case or to at least, you know, question it, and none of them did. Out of 50 of our state's attorneys, none stop of the them Brunson case? tried to stop, tried to See, stop is, the case. None here's what's interesting. Okay, so here's what I want you to investigate. This is getting the fast track. We've got uh, Supreme Court clerks that have put, have put this on the fast track. It's happening on January yes. 6th. That's incredibly symbolic. Now you've just told me all the state's yes. attorneys have not challenged this case which means they None want this to did. go forward. So all the people that didn't do their That's audits, good. that didn't get rid of the Brandon electors, that didn't stick their necks out, that did, all the judges that didn't take the case like they have, collection fraud evidence, all these people are now saying, you know what, we screwed up big time. And they don't want to admit it, but they want this case to go forward to make up for all the damage that they did. This they see as their salvation. That's why I think it's going forward. What do you think? Yep. I do. I think that's it. Okay. I, I don't know either they were just completely incompetent and didn't respond to it, or they really mm-hmm. wanted to go forward. So, um, but I thought no. that and a friend of mine picked up on that, and I was like, um, Jerry Cooley, you know Jerry? He's he's the one that went, oh, man, that means 50 Yeah, and so I was like, oh, I didn't even thought of that. So what did he say? <laughs> he said, but what did he say? He, he was the one that picked up on none of the 50 states uh you know, responded or complained or sit in their, I don't know what it is, legally that they have to send it to stop yeah. it. None of them. You know, another thing, to too. Well, that's huge, though, Pianchi. I just want to make sure everybody gets that really clear. The state's attorneys yeah. could have objected to this, and they didn't. So it, actually, this, yeah, just as much as what's not done is correct as what is done. So you can do things by not doing yeah. it. You can do good things by not doing things. And this is, a, this is one of those cases. Okay, go ahead, Pianchi. Well, because probably enough information though came out between then and now that they they are showing some some backbone and some sort of patriotism. But you know another well, thing about all this. The tide is thing. turning though. I think Why they see the tide's turning against them. Like you remember the point you made the yeah, other day. That's what I'm right back to you. Okay, go ahead. Make it make the point again. That's what I'm saying. 
But you know the thing that, that puzzles me, why in the hell was Black Lives Matter there on January 6th? They, their leaders, who we know have reaped very, very well off of all the events that they were involved in, that may have been the last order that they gave to their soldiers to be there in Washington, D.C. Why? I don't know. They wouldn't have had, for the, for the things that they usually come out on, Washington, D.C. on January 6th would not have been one. That would have been the last person, a group that I would have Well, they weren't there to support the... They weren't there to stop the steal, that's for sure. Because Well, what has Black Lives Matter done? They did the riots all over the country. They did a riot the day that uh, Trump was elected uh, in D.C. The CEO uh, bought a million-dollar house. Yeah, so so <laughs> Black Lives Matter is basically a, 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 they're mercenaries. They're, they're deep state mercenaries. They get paid for rioting. Black Lives Matter their job. was around to get young people involved in elections, something that they normally don't do. Yeah, but how are they involved? You know, uh, in being part of a coup, voting blind. No, but yeah, but they were they were the ones that blocked the streets. Remember when they blocked the streets during the Trump campaign, and they they egged people at the rallies, and they did all these. And Antifa did the same thing. So Antifa and Black Lives Matter are the modern day Ku Klux Klan. They are the, they are the militant arm of the Democrat Party. So they they get paid. The army wants to get paid. You know, well, just well, like if, just if like you look Nathan. at their CEO. All right, go ahead, Diane. You look at their CEO. You look at their CEO, and she was arrested. She was buying million-dollar home, and that was last year. So, you know, it's like, where's this money going? And you don't – you look at all these people that burned down up in uh, Minneapolis and mm-hmm. fires Portland. and people that were killed. Portland, and, and especially. And hardly anyone was held accountable. And, mm-hmm. you know, hardly anyone was hurt for January 6th, and it's like – the worst thing ever in the news. And it's like, no, you, if that's the worst thing ever, then what would you call all the, you know, in the Northwest? What would you call that coup? Well, those were soldiers are doing their job. Their, their job was yeah. chaos. Their job was destruction. Their job was to intimidate people from voting. Yeah. There's so much of rules for thee and rules for me. It, mm-hmm. it is. But yeah, Black Lives Matter are protected groups because they are soldiers of the deep state. So both the Republicans and the yeah. Democrats will protect Black Lives Matter and Antifa and give them billions of dollars so they buy mansions, and that's the reward. Mike, look at Mike Pence. What well, Mike Pence came from outside? It's true, it did too. Yeah. Let me let me ask uh, Dan a question. Mike Pence. I'm gonna get back to to your question. Mike Pence. What's what's his reward? Why did he do what he did? Diane, what do you think? Okay, say that again. What is Mike Pence's reward for giving the election to Brandon? Uh, he wants to be president. Exactly. And he knows that he won't get it any other way than if the deep state pushing him. So yep. he's do Mike Pence looks confused. You can look at his face. He looks confused. Why do you say that? <laughs> no, it's a good point. It's interesting. The lady so right there, she can tell you. Tell, does, he, does his face not look confused to you, ma'am? Yes, look at he looks lost. And now he didn't before. I mean, I lived in Illinois when he was uh, he was the governor. When he governor in Indiana, right next door. Mm-hmm. Indiana. And I thought he actually, yeah, he actually did a decent job for a lot of different things in Indiana. And so I thought he was a decent human being. He seems like he's always Christian. Not yeah, now. he's a nice guy. Really he's radical. Mike Pence. 
Mike Pence is really a nice guy. He, it, it, that's the type you really don't. Washington has no need for. He's too nice, and if you look at him, he looks confused. So how did he get from? This is an interesting <laughs> point. So how did he get from being the nice guy? Christian, he's you know he's really great with his wife. You know he's, he's an honorable family man. He was a decent governor of Indiana. How did he get seduced by the deep state? You know to be uh, a traitor. There's a whole I lot of evidence out there. Either- that, that he, he was. was uh, I'll get both of you. Let's go, Diane first, then Josie. Okay. Uh, I'm here from Josie. Diane, go hey, ahead. I've seen a lot of whistleblowers saying that he was compromised. That he is actually uh, has. There's photos of him with, um, let's say, pedophilia. Oh. So yeah. I I don't have the proof, but oh. um, yeah, that he's been compromised. He, he's an Epstein. And I, that's. That's exactly what Epstein did. I mean, that's, he compromised people. And you get Well, that's you get what uh, Jagger, who, Jagger, who are you? I couldn't, around, uh, couldn't imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that, yeah actually, I that, couldn't either. That, that makes a good, like good point. Well, let's, let's get Josie. Josie, what do you think? <laughs> well, he was either part of the plan, well organized by Donald Trump, to allow them to steal the election and to fool the world what these people have been up to for the last 70 years. Or he was blackmailed because he had sex with 19-year-olds and younger kids, too. He was yeah. part of yeah. uh, Epstein Island, also, they're saying. And they trafficked yeah. children. Him, his wife was more <clears throat> deeply into than him with the trafficking of the children. <clears throat> That's what I heard. And also, Mrs. Pence? also the Democrats brought, we haven't heard from uh, the Democrats brought Ukrainian uh, Nazis to D.C. on that day, we were told now. Say that again? Nazis. The Democrat Party brought a bunch of a team of uh, Nazis to dress up like Trump supporters on the January 6th in D.C. So this is interesting. Okay, so do you have a source on that? Do we have pictures? Is this something I can take a look at? People have been close... talking about it on uh, okay. uh, on different channels. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it for the last year. I'm not sure, but uh, it, 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 they're discovering that now. They're that seems a long way to go. Think... a long time. Yeah, it seems a long way to go. When because it, when uh, you look at the riots, when you look at the riots, you look at the whites that was in the riots. These whites mm-hmm. look like they just came from Alaska. They had no tan or no nothing in the middle <laughs> yeah. of July. Yeah. They did, actually. Yeah, and they, they look like American They had baseball bats in their backpack, and we were like, why Trump supporters? We've never seen anything like it. So we were like asking each other, why do they have baseball bats? And they have stuff hanging like cocktails and things like that on their side. And this was this was weird for us. And, uh, and they then it's understood that uh, Facebook had a lot of Israelis working for them, and a lot of media had people from Israel working. So like Greg said, there's a lot of people, a lot of entities that stood to benefit if Trump was not in office, and he just Twitter. upset the Dagdon court. Yeah, Twitter, especially. Twitter is like mostly foreign uh, uh, people from, uh, you know, and probably Ukrainians too. You know how oh, you could tell, you know, and listen to this, you, you guys. One okay. reason you knew how something was going wrong, because when they wrote articles, their usage of words in a language, that's terrible. 
you ask, who in the hell wrote this when you read it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They didn't know how to use and apply words in the English language because it probably was different in their country, and they tried to use their definition how it would have been used where they came from and their learning of English and trying to write some of the articles that we read about everything that was going on. And it was jacked up. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Hey, but that's guys, interesting. By, the, by the way, there's supposed to be a huge announcement coming up today by Donald Trump, so be ready. Okay. I don't know what he's yeah. going to say. Let's, let's find yeah, out. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. You well, know, and Pence, go ahead, Diane. Diane? Okay. Well, yeah, when, with Pence, they just kept promoting that he was such a godly man. And it just to the point where it just got nauseating. And hmm. when when they do that, I know they're hiding. <laughs> yep. So, it, yeah. Not trying to force you. Quickly, Greg. Yeah, go ahead, I wanted Jackie. to say that I truly believe that Elon Musk, he's working with Donald Trump and the military. That's, this is exactly what's going on. And we didn't know how they were going to start exposing the whole thing. And I guess it's through Twitter. That's what, that's how they're doing it. Well, yeah, what he's doing Twitter is, a whole lot is right unbelievable. Now. Like a fire hose. Yeah. yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> and it's exploding the left brains. <laughs> well, it's about time. You know, this is this yeah. is the crack yeah. in the wall. This is this is chaos theory in action. That uh, the, the more it's like, you know, welcome uh, to our world. Princess yeah. Leia said it best. The, the more you try to control, <laughs> the, people, the more will slip through your fingers. The people ahead, that Jack. Elon Musk start, where you think they going? They going back home. They going out of the country. I bet there's a lot of airline tickets headed to destinations outside of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. The well, next thing let's, that's going to come open, I hope, is the list for us. And then we're going to really see some heads roll, I hope. Well, <clears throat> you, got, have a you don't day. keep a secret so long. Yeah, go ahead, Josie. Have a blessed day, you all. I have to go earn my living here. I yeah, be careful, now. Josie. God bless. Thank you, Thanks, Josie. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. So it's nice when things go our way, and this is going to be fascinating. So Mike Pence, yeah, he, I think he got seduced by the dark side. Uh, and then he, he traded his integrity, his honesty, and his soul for power. Uh, Jill Biden yeah. did that a long time ago. That's why she drugs up Joe before a speech. You know, I saw something in the, some, in the news. Uh, they got a picture of that, of her giving there, him some kind of There's some communication. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some communication between Paul, is it Paul Ryan, that in Pence that I saw, I don't know, several months ago, probably a year ago, where they're um, – conniving and wanting to take Trump out and they both wanted to take off. So then both yeah. of them were kind of fighting over who was going to be president, but <clears throat> evidently I, I got to change your We got to change that phrase of, of taking people out. We just got to make very clear. We're talking about getting out of office. Yeah. Okay. Go after the low hanging fruit, the weak ones that, uh, that would uh, squeal. <laughs> If you if they figure they was going, they'll tell you I'm not going down alone. Uh, your Maxine Waters, she's weak. She's just low hanging fruit. No, I'm telling you, awful. Yeah, she's a puppet. They're they're all actually puppets. <laughs> well, Paul Ryan is interesting because he was the one that made sure that the Republican House did nothing Republican the two years he was Speaker. No investigations. Yes. No major legislation. No nothing. Okay, yeah. That was his job. Yeah. Right. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is going to be the deep state control of the House Republicans this time. No investigations, 
Nothing will get done. No major legislation. That's his job. That's his. I think of the deep state as like a mafia. So in other words, you kiss the ring, you do what you're told, and you'll get rewards. You'll be, you'll be a made man. You'll be safe. Okay? So Mike Pence is safe within the deep state because he got rid of Donald Trump. That was making his bones. That was usually you have to kill somebody in the mafia to prove your loyalty. Okay. But in this case, he basically, you know, took away the office of Donald Trump. Killed his presidency. He killed his presidency. Killed his presidency. Yeah. We're going to be careful when we use these words because I don't want to be associated. So what we did was President C. Yes. So anybody that's going to try and edit my broadcast, don't do it. So in other words, Mike Pence's job was to get (laughs) Trump out of office. I do. Be careful of these things. Stuff happens. Trust me. I, I, I know somebody Absolutely. was fired because they said something was misunderstood on the radio. Uh, this is back in San Francisco. So we just make it very clear so everybody knows um, that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so Mike Pence's job was to make sure that Trump was not president. That was his job. And now he's proved his loyalty. And now you'll watch the coronation of Mike Pence uh, over the course of the uh, primary campaigns. You know, uh, What's his name's job? Uh, Paul Ryan's job was to make sure nothing happened in the House. He now is a board of, on the board of directors of Fox News. His job now is to make sure that Fox News reports unfairly on Donald Trump and never talks about the 2020 election and keeps referring to Biden as president. Same thing happens in Newsmax. I, I don't know if you ever heard, if you heard this, but Eric Bowling a few days ago made the comment, we are told to say that the election was fair and, and right. He says, we are told to say that. Well, who would tell him to say that? Well, Chris Reddy would. Chris Reddy is the head of, of Newsmax. Mockingbird Media. Yeah. So the only so, legitimate, yeah. decent source out there is at One American News. And they do too many repeats. But that's the only place you're going to hear that. Uh, and he, and they, they, they'll, they'll say President Biden, but you really know they're thinking. You know, and I wish they'd be more blatant about it. Uh, Dan Ball is the only one who really gets out there and says, nope. You know, I, I, I call and him that only out of You've got to record these people's names. And uh-huh. put your own little narrative about the things that they've done. Because they, just like the ones that, that was at Twitter, they someplace else now. And some of them may pop up. And when you hear a name that's not been associated with an entity, you got to look at your notes and say, yeah, this is a sucker that was over here at one time doing this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. <laughs> hey, so Beyonce, where the, like whack-a-mole. <laughs> <laughs> where, so where are, the Trump, where are the Twitter companies going? That's a good question. If they're not going to go home you know, to their home country, where are they ending up? Are they Democrat Party operatives? Are they going to be the new Antifa? Are they going to be, uh, who knows? That's an interesting question. Anyway, uh, let me make sure that, uh, what's that? And that's a lot of truth in that. When you look at these, and I, I, that's the, I say, where do these white people come from? And I, you know, you know I say white people. <laughs> Which white people are we talking about? At those riots, listen, listen, listen. When you look at those riots, like the one that, that, that uh, started, I think it was in Milwaukee, and the black kid who was in the neighborhood seen this white person come up and start busting out windows. Well, this person was as pale as a ghost. He wasn't from America that during that time of the year. He came from someplace else. In uh, Oregon, they came from someplace. Just look at them. Look what he was dressed, the shoes they was wearing. Those was foreigners inside the country spurring on these rats, exactly what mm-hmm. they were doing. Ukrainians, maybe, in exchange for uh, the future billions? Who knows? Probably they're pretty white. I don't know. They're pretty white in Ukraine. And then, too, look at all the outside money that came in for Stacey Abrams' uh, campaign. Outside money, outside the state of Georgia and probably outside the country, too. And yep. the same thing with Rafael Womack. 
look what parents, Planned Parenthood uh, gave him a, a big welcoming and congratulations when he was announced the winner of the most recent runoff election in Georgia. No, I think you're right. I, I think, think there's it. a lot of money from, from Bill Gates, from George Soros, from the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, because they want those elections stolen. See, if they can steal the Senate, you know, which they've done, and the Geldings have let them. I, can't, I don't believe for a second that Raphael Warnock, Warnock won his two elections. I don't believe that at all. And so those were stolen. Yeah. But, but the other problem is, too, see, the, the, the Democrats only have to steal so much because the Republicans let Kamala Harris be counted as a, as a Democrat senator when she's you know, in the vice president's office. Okay, they let, uh, you know, when it was 50-50, when actually they, they let two independent senators be counted as Democrats, too, when they're actually independent. Uh, Bernie Sanders and Angus King are independents. They are not Democrats. They are registered independents. And yet the geldings of the GOP let them be counted as Democrats because they caucus together. Well, that's a bunch of nonsense. So you got three people that should not be counted as, as, as Democrat senators. You got Kamala Harris should not be counted, Angus King and Bernie Sanders. That would make that would have made forty eight to fifty in the previous two years. I don't know what it is now. I think uh, I think they now have allegedly fifty Democrat senators uh, to maybe. Well, I think it's like is it fifty one to forty nine? Or the Democrats have the majority in the Senate now? I don't I think know where do. it is now. Yeah, well, we'll see. But that's point. the point you made. They shouldn't have been counted as either party. They was independent. They could exactly. leave and go one side or the other whenever they get ready. Yeah. Well, that's why I said even if the Republicans win, they're going to surrender power to the Democrats anyway. So the question now is how are they going to surrender the House? Well, you know, you got some Republicans that's lousy. Uh, apparently they're getting some jelly beans, too. And uh, <laughs> that's that's what we're faced with. But see, yeah. the one thing about this, you know, like Martin Luther King said, truth rises. Mm-hmm. Truth been to the ground will rise again. <clears throat> and not they make enough. mistakes. Yeah, not fast and enough. Not exactly. fast enough, no. But, yeah. but we don't know. We yeah. don't, you know, I always have said that the formation of what we call the United States was by divine intervention. Now, you know, Greg, I don't usually go there. But when you look at the course of events that has happened, for we to get to where we are today, that is the United States. It had to be something going on there because at the moment it was doomed, and all of a sudden the dead go, the, the 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 skies clear and the sunshine. So to say it doesn't happen fast enough, well, you're absolutely right. It doesn't happen fast enough for us, but apparently it's it's going on. Yeah, and yeah, these people will be revealed as long as you keep on hounding them. You got to stay on their trail. It's like a hound dog. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, they get tired and give up. <laughs> well, that's what's happening. You know, now. I, Listen I to Wendy's report yesterday. The, Go ahead, Diane. Because I wanted to know if Bernie Sanders is named in this, and he is. So is Marco Rubio. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, you feel free to. I want to read this further. We got we got to talk over this week, but. Uh, but the, the the you know what's what's going on now? Well, you know if you listen to Wendy's report yesterday, the Oh My God report, she talked about angels, guardian angels, warrior angels, messenger angels, uh, and the fact that there's there's a good and evil war going on in in, in uh, the spirit world right now. I see that in Action Radio. I see She's that right. in life. Yeah, she is right. But Action Radio is is actually a focal point of good and evil because we are being suppressed, we are being harassed. I'm being you know financially affected by all kinds of stuff that is unnatural and unusual. Um, 
and we're, you know, but on the other hand, there's the, the forces are good are fighting too. All you folks have come to the show. You're all contributing. You're all volunteering. You're all doing what you can to advance our citizen legislation. You're writing legislation. Then we've got to get you on board that too. Uh, but the thing is, yeah. we've got some amazing good, there are good forces. One of the focal points of good and evil, you know, the freedom versus tyranny, freedom versus slavery, you know, liberty versus oppression. It's all here, right here at Action Radio. I see it every day in my life, you know, at the, at the micro level and at the larger level with Action Radio and what we're trying to do uh, nationwide and worldwide. So we're right at the, at the center of the, of the fight of good and evil. And it's not, a, it's not violent yet, thank God. <laughs> yeah, but there's a fight. There's a battle. We are in a battle. We are in a war. And we are the peaceful revolution. And that's how I hope we uh, we persevere. And I'm, I'm not stopping. I, I've already committed my life to this, so I got uh, I got time. <laughs> yeah, I can wait. Hey, so, what is the name? There it is. Go ahead, Bianca, and then Diane, and then I. We want. Bianca. Conservatives need a Billy Graham to preach fire and brimstones on the likes of Mike Pence. Instead of weaken him up. What if I could make his tongue? <laughs> what if I get a preacher? Wait, listen, I got my Universal Baptist Church. What is it now? The Church of Universal Life. I'm a minister now, so it's official. I paid my 25 bucks. Diane? <laughs> well, yeah, I am too. You oh. can, uh, you can, yeah, so you can preach. Yes, Pastor Pianchi yeah. and Father Greg, or, you know, or Minister I'm Greg. I'm just not good at that. <laughs> yeah, I'm neither. Yeah. See, see all the fun you have here, Diane? Yes. Um, now I want to know. I want to wrap it back up to the Brunson case. Okay. What What is the writ that we need to send to the court? What's the name of that again? I'm going to write it down. Friend of the court brief. Friend of the yeah, court. Yeah, friend of the court. Okay. You want to talk to um, Jonathan? Jonathan Mosley. Jonathan and Roger Roots are friends. In fact, they were uh, uh, they were someplace working on some something, and the, they both called in the same day a while back. So they are on a retreat or okay, something. Jonathan Mosley and what was Roger what Roots. was the other name, Jonathan Mosley? Roger Roots. He's one of Roger my Facebook Roots. friends. He's easy to find. Mm-hmm. He's a lawyer. Okay. Well, a liar. I, and, you know, <laughs> who liar, we could pull liar. into this is uh, Sharon Reagan would be very interested in helping with this as well, I'm sure. Okay. So okay. Um, yeah. if we could – can any can anybody write one, or does it have to be a lawyer right? Well, a friend of the court brief? No, I would rather have people that actually know yeah, how to right. do it. Now, we can all sign on to it. So but, I mean, I think Sharon's a lawyer, too. One, yeah. Let's not mention too many names. Copy it until these, Yeah. Don't mention names, too many more names until we get these people, let them know we're talking about them. But to Roger and Jonathan are public yeah, enough well, that it's okay. Yeah. Okay. But, and I mean, you know another you thing, brief, too. Is it like on, you, on, do, you do one of them? If you do one of, the of them and then you copy it, and then well, you no. copy it and then you get a bunch of other people sign on it? Many, many friends... Many friends can sign on to a friend of the court brief. If we're all saying the same thing, it doesn't make sense to do 100 uh, friend of the court briefs. You just do one brief and 100 people sign on to it. Okay. Pianchi. Cool. Well, well, don't well go you know, you and, I are doing, you and I are doing sermons. Our like sermon is, is supposed to scare, scare them. Not make them break out and laugh. So I think we need to get somebody. I can't do my comedy sermon. (laughs) Speaking of which, I think it's time we spent two minutes to play the new normal church and grocery store. Seeing as we got that, we got our sermons here. Diane, have you heard that? No, I don't know. All right, listen to this. We got two minutes. Don't go away. Uh, Mute yourself if you're going to. Well, don't mute yourself. Just go ahead, laugh hysterically. I don't care. 
<laughs> Hello, America. Looks like millions of you are in states where the governor dictator has said that food is essential, but God is not. Fortunately, we have a solution for you. We've combined your essential food shopping with a non-essential religious experience. Being in the same building and being completely intertwined, you can't do one without the other. Welcome to the New Normal Church and Grocery Store. Yes, the New Normal Church and Grocery Store is the first business of its kind to bring God conveniently into your food shopping aisle. Think of this as food for your body and food for your soul. No social distance or group size restrictions here. Upon entering the New Normal Church and Grocery Store, you will pick up your shopping cart. You can then choose from an optional mask with a Star of David, a cross, a crescent moon, a sun for you Shintos, a statue of Buddha, and for you agnostics, a question mark. Headsets are available to place sermons throughout your shopping experience. Some of the favorites include, I'm going to heaven and you're not, die infidel die, oi, what not to say during the bris, and that butterfly may be your grandfather. To orient you to the store, the kosher Jewish deli is by the Western Wall. A simple shalom gets you service, but be prepared to haggle. For you Muslims, out of courtesy, we put the halal butcher by the Eastern Wall. Sharia store policies require the wearing of both a burqa and a mask, just to be safe. Protestants will find the Wonder Bread, hot dogs, and steak in the central aisles, where all the best-dressed customers can also be found. When you notice the smell of incense, you are nearing the Buddhist section, which is all vegetarian. For Catholics, communion is available in the bakery department by the wafers near the red wine section. Agnostics should go directly to customer service because you folks have no idea what you want anyway. Be sure to offer your confessional to the checker on the way out if you so choose. Please don't forget to first pull down the blind on the plexiglass screen. And if you require ministering, you can talk to your bagger as they push your groceries to your car because all our baggers are cross-trained in theology. The new normal church and grocery store, your combination alternatives to the separation of church by the state. Sermon over. <laughs> That's still my favorite. So anyway, that's uh, that's where we're at. Uh, hopefully, things uh, turn into the right direction. We'll see what happens. But uh, we can't let these people off. We have to remember these names and mm-hmm. remember it. I think they'll come up again sometime in the future. Well, I want we on the show. Smash them back down to the dirt. Dan, we got to get the Brunsons on the show. Whack-a-mole. Yep. Yep. If you have sounds good. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I, I know. Hope, um, I've still got some connections, and Keep I would going. love to interview him. I think that we are uh, – he's, he's getting inundated by people because he's, it's such a an awesome case. So I'm sure a lot of big fish are after him right now. <laughs> well, so wait till they die down, I, and then give, give it a week. Give it a week. Give it to before Christmas. Maybe between Christmas and New Year's when all the big journalists are on vacation, they're all in the Caribbean or at Epstein's Island, wherever they go. And, uh, you know, we got to be a little sneaky. (laughs) That's all. Or where did the journalists go? I don't know where they go. And, you know, you got a point there. Somebody will take Epstein's place, providing the same type of demonic and devious services that he was. Hmm. Oh, that makes me nauseous. So who's the latest political pimp? That's what we need to find out. Huh. Yeah. I can make up words. And I, and I love yours, Pianchi. We just need to keep whacking the mold. Keep them, yeah. keep them down. Shine the light on them. Be a hound dog. He said, track them down like a hound. That's what we're going to do. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Lying all the time. We're going to rewrite Elvis Presley. Mm. Yeah. 
Okay, this is fun. Uh, Dan, last word to you, and then uh, then I'm out of here. Uh, I Hopefully we will have something on the next show regarding these briefs, the, the front of the court briefs, and we can get everyone mm-hmm. started, and hopefully we can get a lot of people joined on to that and actually make, yep. some, make something happen. Yeah. This has all got to be done before January 6th for sure. Mm, yeah, always be careful with your briefs. That's, that's my legal advice to you. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> Greg Pan is here for Action Radio. We've got a couple things to play. I'm back tomorrow at 6 a.m. Central Time. We're a little early. Shirley Watchell is coming back. Uh, she is our, our uh, D.C. Project Women and Guns reporter. And then, of course, uh, Derek uh, Park with a financial report. And it's pretty much open after that. So I'm looking for new reporters, new ideas, new things going on. Uh, Diane, bring friends. You know, bring them to the radio. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, a couple more things to play. And then I'll be back uh, tomorrow. Thanks, Greg. From addiction to achievement, that is the story of Mike Lindell. It started with my pillow and now goes to my coffee. Action Radio is proud to be an affiliate of my pillow. Our discount code is the same for all our product affiliates, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws. My pillow pillows are guaranteed the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. Action Radio is guaranteed to be the most controversial show you will ever hear. Check out their products with our discount code at MyPillow.com slash W-Y-L. That's MyPillow.com slash W-Y-L. Or order now by calling 1-800-544-8939. That's 1-800-544-8939. Sleep well so you can wake up and hear Action Radio Live. Hello, this is Greg Penglis for our newest shooting range here in Milton, Florida. Stand your ground. My friend Jason Myers and crew are creating an incredible facility for our city. Stand your ground is located at 6632 Elva Street. The phone number is 850-789-1776. Their email is standyourground1776 at gmail.com. Here you'll find either in process or already going an indoor shooting range, axe throwing, archery, a rage room, self-defense classes, concealed carry weapons classes, security license training, paintball, a full-service gun store, and 24-7 online ordering. So come on down or contact them by phone, email, or website and learn how you can best stand your ground. This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.